Moto One Podcast Network. You put the two-stroke and two-stroke joke, my friend. Oh, you put the pump and two-pump chunk. Has anybody seen my 10 mil? I'm looking for a 10 millimeter. He goes by the name of Joe. Oh, you don't know Joe. You're listening to a show hosted by an idiot and a sarcastic robot. That's me. It features the opinions of that idiot and the opinions of guest motorcyclists from a large demographic with a varying array of skills, talent, and knowledge. Any of the words that you hear on this podcast may therefore be very idiotic, unlawful, and incorrect, or perhaps genius and insightful. Either way, they do not reflect the opinions or well-thought-out and completely fair policies of the Creative Riding Motorcycle Podcast or any of the podcasts under the Moto One Podcast Network umbrella. Enjoy the show, Fart Tooth. I guess it would help if I clicked record again. Uh, hey, everybody, this is Junk. How you doing? It is episode 200. I have my notes here, actually. I think it's 294 of the Creative Writing Motorcycle Podcast, closing in on the Epic 300 uh, and if last year hadn't happened, we would have been on like three something by now. So we're great, doing great. Uh, heading toward episode 300. If you got anything special you want to yap about, you know what? I'm going to do this. Uh, we're going to announce it again at the end of the show, but we've been asking for your California ride stories. And actually, I would love any ride stories. You know what I'm saying? No matter where you're at in the world, no matter what state you're in, uh, send them to us. But we did want to do... Uh, like a California history episode. So uh, try to tie all that in together. Looking for your California uh, ride stories. Maybe we'll make that our episode 300, uh, an homage to the state in which we ride. Uh, so send them in, creativewritingpodcast at gmail.com. Tobor, baby. How you doing, son? Are you potted up? Are you here with us in the studio? How are you doing today? A junkie, we better get this show on the road. You know what? You're absolutely right. And actually... I'm glad that you said that because I was going to BS a bunch, but we do have a big show this week, and uh, you're probably right. Uh, so, Tobor, thank you very much. Um, uh, do you have, <laughs> hey, I see this that you said a while back. I'm not going to make you repeat it. It's embarrassing to you. I am a poopy robot. Yeah, that. <laughs> that. You know, I did have some interesting conversations with Tobor and ChatGPT, um, we'll, we might bring those up on another show. Um, you know, maybe, maybe in the future, I'm going to pot you off right here. There we go. Turn you down. All right, cool. Yes, sir. I would like it if you did that very much. Thank you, Tobor. Tobor is going to run the board for us, uh, doing the sound effects and things like that. We're going to get straight into the news. He's right. So we better get the show on the road. We got a big show, uh, coming up for you tonight and, uh, today, this afternoon, whatever, wherever you're listening, um, and whatever you're listening on. Uh, and uh, let me pop it up here, the notes. Here we go. Hey, listen, and and whatever you're listening on, I am not 100% sure where everybody's listening to us. I ought to do like another uh, little like, I don't know, listener roundup one of these days where I, I do a kind of a where you're coming from and maybe try to check out where people are listening from or listening on. 
Uh, so maybe we'll try and do one of that. But yeah, if you could let me know where you're at and let me know what you're listening on, uh, what app, what uh, geographical region, blah, 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 it would kind of help me um, maybe put together some stuff to, uh, you know, maybe research some stuff that's going on in your part of the world, focus events towards you. All that fun jazz. All right, housekeeping out of the way. Let's get into current events. And uh, no stinger for this, Tobor. Oh, Tobor says there is a stinger. He says I have to plug in the plug in the board. Okay, you can't do that. Tobor's in a little bit of disarray right now, and he is loving all the feedback that we've been getting. We've been getting feedback for months on Tobor, and everyone's saying, "Hey, man, make a uh, make Tobor uh, an Instagram. Do inter- like the Nokomoto guys are like do interviews with Tobor." Uh, let me let me turn up the sound effect board here. You know, do all this stuff with Tobor. And uh, I thought, you know what? Um, I maybe, like, maybe we will. So we're in the process of all that uh, right now. Tobor is getting a bigger presence. Yes, Tobor is happy about that. Right now, he's a little bit disco- He's a little bit uh, disassembled. We're working on a bunch of stuff. We've changed his voice 3,000 times. You know, if you've listened to the show, you know all this fun stuff. But anyway, right now he's going to run the board for us. Tobor, give us that sweet, sweet uh, music, our stinger. I don't hear it, buddy. Did you press the button? Oh, okay, there you go. Here you go, some upcoming <laughs> upcoming events. That's not exactly what I was hoping for our upcoming events, but it's, it's good enough. Uh, listen to this. This weekend... Uh, this weekend is going to be jam-packed full of stuff. Obviously, there's going to be a ton of crap happening. Spring is in the air. Writing season is here. So uh, last weekend, the Stagecoach Rally was a hit. It looked like it was a great, great, uh, I think that was their third annual event. Uh, And so that looked like it was a fun, fun event. Thanks to everybody who came out and rode some of the cool back roads in Julian. Uh, This weekend, if you are in Arizona, March 29th to April 2nd. There's going to be a bunch of stuff happening this weekend. So we're going to start here on the uh, southwest and move uh, move east. Uh, March 29th to April 2nd, Arizona Bike Week is happening at Westworld of Scottsdale. If you want to see 85,000 black road glides, if you want to see like 999 Harley Davidson's. If you want to see them baggers that are slammed baggers with like 36 inch wheels, if you want to see a bunch of old dudes guaranteed like at least 87% old dudes dressed in black jeans and black uh, t-shirts with the sleeves cut off and DOT bandanas, uh, head down there. If you want to see a couple wet t-shirt contests with chicks that are half the age of the bikers that are going to be there, you want to see some really gaudy skull decorations from not only the bikes, but the bands that are going to play there. You know, people with bone necklaces, big skull rings, hell, even, you know, bass, double bass drums that have, you know, huge skull, uh, like, I don't know, 3D, like, caps, you know, drum drum skins on the front. Uh, you want to see skulls hanging off get-back whips. You know, everything's going to be skulls. If you want to see wallet chains, I mean, if that's the sort of shit you're looking for, you get your ass down to uh, Arizona Bike Week, West, West World of Scottsdale in Scottsdale, Arizona, or Scottsdale if you're from, I think that's how they pronounce it. You know, like Prescott, they pronounce it Prescott. So Scottsdale, they pr- probably pronounce it Scottsdale. Uh, but yeah, get down there to Arizona. It is 
fabulous fucking weather right now in the Southwest. Uh, and it is amazing. Um, and also same weekend, March 29th, April 2nd, Texas classic motorcycle Fandango happening in Fredericksburg, Texas. I've heard danger Dan yapping about this thing for uh, a while now. And it looks to be a rager. It is the Texas classic motorcycle Fandango. Easy for me to say. God, I need to take a drink of water. One second. Tobor, play some uh, play some music. Oh, do I have it potted up? Play the music, bro. Not quite music, buddy. I think you're looking at the wrong ones. I think the music is the green. All right, maybe I was wrong. Maybe you were right. The music is not the green. Is the music the purples? Nope, you were right. All right, Hotelbar, I'll leave you. <laughs> I'll leave you to the soundboard. So <laughs> I will quit telling you what to push. Um, uh, also, uh, same weekend, but thank you for letting me take a break and take a drink. Uh, March 29th to April 2nd, also happening. We're going to move further east now to Cleveland, Ohio. We got the IX Piston Powered Autorama 2023 happening in Cleveland, Ohio. I've, I've heard of this a bunch of times. I, I believe that this is basically like anything gas and piston powered is uh, at this thing. It's like a full on crazy, you know, show of all things motorized. So that's pretty freaking awesome if you ask me. But nobody asked me. I'm just here to tell you the news and chew bubblegum, brother. And now I'm all out of bubblegum. So here's some more news and upcoming events. Uh, April 1st, that is this coming Saturday. And if you're listening to this and you've already missed it, oh, I, I apologize, and I am so very sorry for you. Uh, the Biltwell 100 is happening out in Ridgecrest, or the desert near Ridgecrest. If you look up on the Biltwell 100 website, I forget exactly the area where they're going to be in, but there's a bunch of awesome shit out there in the desert. We're actually going to be out there uh, next weekend, so... Not not to not the uh, not this weekend for the Biltwell. We're gonna be out there next weekend exploring some old desert mining stuff. And yeah, all the great shit out there. It's gonna be part of our California history episode. So uh, yeah, it's gonna be awesome. Uh, April eighth, Cadillac Motorcycle Swap Meet is happening in Cadillac, Michigan. Uh, April thirteenth through sixteenth is the Memphis Let's Rock This Women's Motorcycle Rally. In Memphis, Tennessee, that would have been funny if it was the Memphis Let's Rock This Women's Motorcycle Rally in um, Knoxville, Tennessee. That would have been kind of funny. But that's happening down there. Uh, it's a three-day rally, right? 13, 14, 15, oh, maybe a four-day rally. Holy shit. Get on it. Uh, same weekend, April 14th through 16th, Tallahassee Bike Fest 2023 happening in Tallahassee, Florida. Uh, not to be mistaken with Tallahassee, Georgia, which I don't know if it exists. Uh, April 15th, classic track day happening at Big Willow, Willow Springs Raceway, Willow Springs International Raceway, the fastest track in the West. First actually custom purpose-built road race course in the nation, 1953. And we're going to talk about that in our uh, California history, um, second only to one that's down there, like in Georgia, I think Barber or something like that was built in 54, I think, or maybe later in 53, who knows? Um, but, uh, yeah, 
Rosemont, California. That's going to be good. If you want to, I threw, we, we threw Brady Walker sent me and then I threw up on our, uh, Instagram page. So it should cross posted to Facebook, the tech sheet, man. If you want to get out there and do a race school, it's really cheap. I think it's a hundred or 150 bucks to do your race school. So you can race the next damn day at the Willow Springs GP. Uh, it's got all the tech on there. It's got all the safety, uh, wire, uh, all of the things that need to be safety wired and what you have to have. And it's a pretty, it's a one page sheet. So it's not like you have to, you know, eight eight pages of tech stuff. It is pretty laid back and you just go in there, safety wire, all the crap that it says, boom, bubs your uncle. And, uh, then that brings us to the next day, which well, the same weekend, April 15th and 16th, uh, both days we're considering it is the Willow Springs grand Pre Classic Motorcycle Festival. Guess where? That's right. Willow Springs International Raceway out there in beautiful Rosamond, California. And there's nothing beautiful about it except for those beautiful rolling hills surrounding that beautiful damn track. Uh, everything else is pretty brown out there usually. Actually, I, I, you know what? It's going to be exciting to see this year because we've had so much freaking rain. The The state is just green right now. Like it is still green and it's normally brown. So I've never actually been out to Willow Springs and seen it green. Maybe maybe the rolling hills out there are just going to be super beautiful right now. I mean, it's beautiful with the amber color of the dried wheat is beautiful. Amber waves of grain. But maybe there's green rolling hills right now. Oh, my God. I, I got to get out there. Uh, that's April 15th and 16th. Don't let that one slip away. Uh, April 19th through 23rd, Angel City Spring Motorcycle Rally happening in Unadilla, Georgia. And I believe that that's probably supposed to be pronounced Unadilla, which I think is a Spanish word. It looks Spanish to me, but maybe it is Unadilla. Uh, the Angel City Spring Motorcycle Rally, 19th, 20th, 21st, 22nd, and 23rd. A big rally. So that's no little uh, no little weekend event. So get out there for that, and let me know if Angel City is as cool as the City of Angels. Maybe we're sister cities, uh, Los Angeles and Unadilla. Um, excuse me, isn't a Unadilla one of those little fuzzy rat things that has like a hard outside, hard, a hard shell that you uh, don't want to kick? Anyways, uh, April nineteenth or twenty third. Also, that's what three nineteenth. 20th, 21st, 22nd, that's a whole five days. These rallies are five days long? Interesting. Uh, The RDV, ADV, bike rally, RDV stands for Rendezvous, uh, Adventure Bike Rally happened in Teleco Plains, Tennessee. I just love saying Teleco Plains, uh, so check that out. April 23rd, SoCal Cycle Swap Meet happening here in Long Beach at the Veterans Stadium down in Long Beach, 1845. Uh, Veterans Sewer Drive. I don't know what the fuck this thing is. It's, it's the Long Beach Veterans Stadium. Uh, I think it's like Lou Willis Memorial Drive or some stupid thing like that. Get down there. That's always a blast. And the weather has been fabo. It's going to rain this week, but by the 23rd, it should be drying out. And we should be back on the road to our beautiful, sunny, bright, California motorcycle swap meet weather. Uh, April 28th through the 30th, the One Motorcycle Show is happening in Portland. Did you like how I said that? I really enjoyed how I said the 30th. I almost said it like uh, like Daffy Duck, but, but not 100%. Um, anyways, yeah, that's going to be happening, and uh, that is always a fun 
thing too. I don't even, I'm just making up bullshit now and I'm not looking at my notes anymore. What did I say was going to be fun? Oh, oh yeah, the one show. Yeah, that should be pretty fun. One show has a lot of cool stuff going on. Uh, it's the exact opposite of the Arizona Bike Week. You will probably not see hardly any black road glides up there unless people just ride them to the show. Uh, in the show, you will see handcrafted one-off bikes, everything from choppers. It's not like there's not going to be any choppers and baggers, but you're also going to see race bikes, custom bikes, Classic bikes, modern bikes, bikes bikes that defy the mind. And there's also going to be some racing, beer drinking, some music, uh, and a show. You know, it's going to be a big deal. It's 28th through 30th, which I think is four days, right? Yeah, I think that's four days. Partying then, obviously. And uh, a little bit just is pouring rain up there today, I know. Uh, But I don't know about April, you know, the end of April. Maybe it'll start... um, Clearing out when I was when I was a kid, and we actually had seasons still, and it wasn't just globally hot, you know, all the time. Th- there was a joke that if you fell off your bike in or in Portland, Oregon, the, like twenty eight people would drown every year from falling off their bicycles. So I don't know, maybe it will be raining this year uh, if the weather keeps keeps like it's been. Uh, May sixth, that's uh, the weekend after that. The Californian is happening, so f- get your ass from Portland. Bring your bike down here to the Californian. Kevin from Steady Garage or Ray, if either of you just happens to be listening to this show by chance, and here's this bit, however many minutes are we in. I keep having to switch back and forth between my, my DAW and my notes. Uh, we are uh, 16 and a half minutes, almost 17 minutes in. If you happen to be listening to the show and hear this, uh, hit me up. Or, and if, if not, I'll probably hit you up a week after next. So before the before the uh, 6th, I'm going to try and come over there. We'll talk about the Californian. Uh, May 6th and 7th, if you can't make it out here to uh, Santa Anita Park in Arcadia, well, I guess I should have told you where it was happening. It's at Santa Anita Raceway Park in Arcadia, and it's a horse race track. Yeah, they did use the flat track on it, I believe, at one, uh, one time. However, uh, it's Kentucky's Derby Day, baby. So that's what makes the um, California so fun. It is on the infield, and you get to see the horses racing right around you. You're in the middle of it, and also you get to hear the crowd cheering because in between racing on the big center field screen there, which we get to park our bikes right by, and you can walk around and look at it. It's like 28 feet tall. You can watch Kentucky Derby action happening. So you get the crowd cheering for your horse races, and in between races when they're staging up the horses for the next one, booyah, you get to watch the damn Kentucky Derby, baby. Uh if you can't make it to that, though, May 6th and 7th is rounds one and two of the Bagger Racing League out in uh, Pittsburgh. I, pelled that, I spelled that like this, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Uh, and I'm not 100% sure what track is in Pittsburgh, but I know that it's going to be rounds one and two. Just a side note. They're going to be putting on an exhibition round, like an opening round, uh, just for for shits and giggles, so you get to see what it's all about during the Willow Springs uh, Grand Prix, uh, April 15th and 16th. So yeah, a month later, or uh, two or or three weeks later, they're going to be doing their first... First rounds in Pittsburgh. And then finally, May 19th and 20th, the Hanford Cycle Show and Swap Meet here at the Kings County Fairgrounds in Central California. I believe it's Kings County Fairgrounds, but I don't think the county is Kings County unless it unless it is. I think it's Kern Kern County, I think is the actual name of the county of the uh where that's at. I could be totally wrong. I'm not I'm not from Central Cal. But anyway, uh yeah, all that and more is coming up, and uh it's gonna be Fab freaking oh baby. Why'd I get a whole bunch of static all of a sudden? Oh, that was 
because I touched the soundboard. Wow, we need to fix that. Tobor, get on it. Uh, In the meantime, let's take a quick, quick break, get back with some why you don't even want to listen to the news right now, and then we got a guest coming up on this week's uh, show, so you're going to stick around for that for sure. Let's get into the uh, ads. Bye. For over 131 years and several months, Clodman's has been supplying quality pickles to motorcyclists the world over. Legendary icons such as Sylvester Roper, Oscar Hedstrom, William Harley, Betsy Stringfield, Frank Willoughby Cotton, Evil Knievel, Nikki Hayden, and Sachiro Honda have all quenched their desires for a thick, juicy pickle sliding across their greasy, willing lips with none other than a fine specimen from Clopman's. Join the Hall of Fame, win your first race, impress the judges, put a Clopman's in your mouth, and a championship trophy on your shelf. Clopman's, not for dreamers, for doers. Clopman's, the only pickle for motorcyclists. posting a story I'm just changing the song i'm just no when it comes to distracted driving just don't sending a text takes your eyes off the road for just five seconds but in that time your car can travel the length of an entire football field any distracted driving just isn't worth it visit stoptextsstoprex.org a message brought to you by the national highway traffic safety administration project yellow light and the ad council I'm not the move. All right, everybody. Yeah. 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 That didn't work out like I wanted it to. I'm not the move. I'm doing the pan on the board and not on the. (laughs) What an idiot. All right. Sorry. (laughs) What a stooge. What an idiot stooge. All right, everybody. This is the section of the news uh, that we call Not Worth the News. Five unnewsworthy headlines. And I hope you guys are ready to rock and roll on this. I'm going to minimize this so I can see our sound here and see what's coming up so I don't talk over our interview. That would be the worst possible thing I could ever do. Oh, my God. I just recorded over our interview. What in the actual world am I doing? All right. Well, hey, let me get back to the uh, the notes here. Boom, ba, boom, ba, ba. There we go. Now I can see everything and everything's great. All right. So here's five unnewsworthy headlines. Why do I like to talk about this stuff? Well, you know me. I like to talk about everything that's uh, unnewsworthy and we shouldn't talk about and make a big deal about it. Uh, so here's five of those, baby. And uh, before I go any further with that, let me uh, take a huge sip of water because I'm going to make this a, you know what, grinds my gears type of segment here. And I want you to be ready for I want you to get your ear, you pour some water in your ear holes right now too. Maybe that'll, maybe that'll do it. Maybe it'll get us ready for the segment. All right. Number five on our list of unnewsworthy headlines. And, and I, this is from a while ago. I've been interviewing people and doing other stuff for the last couple months. So I've had this one up here for a little bit. Uh, so you may have heard this news already, but I'm going to tell it to you again. You could buy a BMW S1000RR for $17,000, sporting a 205 horsepower inline four. You could buy a Ducati Panigale V4 for $24,500 with 210 horsepower. Or you could buy a Kawasaki Ninja H2 for $31,500 with 219 horsepower. Or... Just buy a Harley-Davidson Touring model, like a base model, 
Road Glide, and I don't like to just call that the base model, but it is the standard model. For $22,000 with 70 horsepower, then get a crate motor for $8,000. So basically the total before labor to install and all that stuff is $30,000, but you'd get... Tobar, this would be great if you had the drum roll up there for us. A hundred and thirty horsepower. And I'm gonna tell you what, it's thirty grand, and that doesn't include some other stuff. The the motor basically was developed for the Harley Davidson King of the Baggers race, which is racing through the AMA right now, and not the Bagger Racing League, but the King of the Baggers, uh, Mission Foods, blah 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 series, you know. Uh and you can put it on anything over 2021 or newer. Um, you'll need to buy some additional parts. Of course, if you've ever bought any Harley Davidson parts from the parts and accessory catalog, you know that there's always a hardware kit that goes along with that crap. And there's always a, a little bit of something extra. You can't, there's not, nothing ever just bolt on, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah. Uh, so that's going to cost you something too. I don't, I'm not a hundred percent sure what extra stuff you're going to need, but it's 30 grand for the bike, which is 22, uh, 8,000 for the motor. That's 30. And we're not talking taxes, feet, license. You know, we're not talking about this. It's, it's going to cost you 50 grand probably, especially with the labor to, uh, take your old motor out and install this new one. So you get a BMW with 205 horsepower for under 20 thou. Or you get a road glide for let's just say thirty uh, on the cheap side thirty five thousand, uh, and you get one hundred and thirty horsepower. So I don't know. You you do you boo. But I'm just telling you. Uh, basically, you're gonna need not only are you gonna need a lot of uh, accessory parts to to make this thing work, but the first part that I would actually rush to upgrade would be the brakes because those st stock binders <laughs> in order to stop all that Milwaukee steel moving at speed it's going to be pretty crazy but if you did watch uh, this last week was Daytona Bike Week and if you did watch the King of the Baggers race you've already seen these uh, crate motors in action I think they're the 131 or something like that or the one yeah something like that I think they're the a Screaming Eagle 131 motor something something crazy like that Pretty cool, and those bikes are hauling some serious bootay. Uh, number four, headline and thing that you don't need to know. Uh, Yamaha uses green aluminum in their motorcycle production. No, this wasn't for St. Patrick's Day, nor was it a deal with Mint Mobile, like some company that sounds like Schmackin' the Schlocks uh, is doing. Green aluminum is actually aluminum that is refined using a process that produces up to 60% less carbon emissions when it's manufactured. So I shouldn't say it produces 60% less. I should say it doesn't produce 60 up to 60% of what uh, regular uh, aluminum makes. Uh, this is going to supplement the recycled aluminum that Yamaha currently uses for about 80% of its aluminum content already right now. And according to the uh, press release by Yamaha, um, aluminum in general accounts for 12 to 31% of a motorcycle's total weight. So take all those percentages, uh, 60% less, 80%, um, recycled aluminum, 12 to 31% of motorcycles. There's a lot of percentages and a lot of math to do to really figure out that they're just trying to be more green. However, I think what they're saying is that roughly, uh, almost all of the aluminum, even though it only makes up 12 to 31% of the motorcycle's actual overall weight, uh, 
most of the aluminum on bikes is going to be um, carbon neutral-ish, which is great. And and actually, let me keep reading these notes because I think I might uh, mention it here. So their use of green aluminum will help them cut emissions. Oh, yeah, here we go. Early up in the supply chain, and they started using green aluminum already in February of this year. They start to... Uh, Hope to also start using plant-based resins, recyclable propylene, and other recycled materials in their motorcycles by 2050, which is, what, like 25 years from now? So if you have like a 2000 RC51 and you're still driving that thing around, just imagine uh, in that same amount of time, uh, the bike that you're riding now is going to be mostly recycled and uh, carbon-efficient Aluminum, and by 2050, it may be made up of all sorts of crap. We may be recycling, you know, all these recycled plastics that we're throwing away and just putting in the ocean for the whales and fish to gobble on. We might be retaking those, and instead of building little tykes, toys, and playgrounds for kids, we might be making some motorcycles out of that stuff. And this is all something I've always thought about uh, uh, in the past about vehicles. Uh, it's, it's huge for landfills and it's huge for junkyards where broken plastics currently get thrown away and buried. If it's recycled, uh, you may not be able to reuse it again, but at least you've reused it once. So that's a big deal. And also if they're using recyclable or biodegradable stuff, uh, that's great. Cause if you throw it in a landfill, uh, it might not be for like 30 years that it takes to break down. Uh, cause they don't want your bike falling apart on you. You know, when it, when it rains, it just dissolves like a cookie or something like that, but it will be, you know, the lifetime of it in the landfill, it might break down over like 30 years or so. So, um, yeah, it's huge for landfills and junkyards where broken plastics just get buried as it is. So recycle your Sapporo, your monster energy, your Red Bull, uh, excuse me, your Red Bull cans, all your beer cans, because more and more manufacturers are probably headed this way in the future. And instead of stripping the earth for minerals, industries which refine stuff already, which, uh, I'm sorry, industries which refine these already mined goods are likely to start popping up soon. Um, And we're going to be just recycling the stuff that we've already mined. It's going to be, I, I think it's a good, it's a good step. And it's actually kind of cool. If you, it's because it could create a job potentially. I was thinking about this. If we have anybody out there that's smart enough, and, and if you listen to the show, I'm sorry, it's probably not you. But uh, if you can think of logistics or, or you know, you, ha- you have some like-minded people or something like that that you that you could follow or get in touch with um you could probably start this uh, business of your own if you've got an itch to be part of the future right now start looking up the supply chains start talking to garbage companies about how they sort and package their recyclables currently i'm serious get on it this could be a huge huge deal you could be part of the motorcycling chain so not just supplying raw materials from everyday garbage it could be kind of interesting um and uh yeah that sort of stuff is fun to look at now to see how people are doing what they're doing there's not very many companies that actually recycle like go to garbage dumps and get everything to recycle and there's just a, a handful and those and they're making tons of money it's Pretty crazy. Uh, Let's move on to headline number three. Speaking of greener carbon footprints and recycled materials, uh, let's get on to this one. This one's kind of near and dear to my heart. Imagine this. You're driving along in your Tesla Model S when some 20-year-old in a Ford Mustang runs a red light and creams your right fender slash frunk area. 
And we know it's a Mustang. Those things kill more people than hippos in Africa. Uh, so basically your car looks horrible. It's all crumpled up. The sheet metal's crumpled, crumpled. The front bumper fascia is missing. The bumper support is out there and it's all wrecked up. All the impact absorbers are all thrashed up. Uh, the dangled head, dangling headlight and the inner workings of the automobile are now visible to your naked eye. And it looks terrible. To a body shop, however, this is pretty run-of-the-mill stuff, like totally repairable, except for one thing in this case, the battery. Uh, in a recent article on autoblog.com, they reported that EVs are, quote, piling up in scrap yards in some countries, end quote, um, and there's not really a way to verify. This, this is the reason they're piling up. There's not a way to verify that a battery is still usable or not, and most battery packs are definitely not repairable. Um, Ford and GM said that they are working on ways to make their battery packs accessible and repairable and maybe removable and repairable, and then you can re, re, uh, reinstall them. But in contrast, Tesla just recently engineered the Model Y's battery pack to be structurally functional. Um, so this isn't new for the world of motorcycles. Um, we there's a lot of engines that are stressed members of the frame, so it totally makes sense. If you you know if you ride a motorcycle, you get it. Like yeah, the the everything the frame is bolted around the motorcycle. Even e motor like most of the e motorcycles that I'm familiar with, they're the same way. The Livewire one, the Zero S. SRF, uh, a couple of the other ones that I can think of just off the top of my head, they cobble the frame around this massive battery pack. And the frame is like just the part, the, the interface that you sit on and holds the s suspension to the battery, basically. So it is engineered to be a stressed member uh, of, the of the vehicle, right? And so this battery fiasco hurts the green aspect of electric vehicles twofold. Because here's what happens. Here's what people don't think about. When this, when this stuff happens. First, it means that the carbon neutrality is never meant, met. Uh, this guy named Christoph Laudavasa, who is of Alliance Center for Technology, uh, stated that the carbon, uh, the CO2 emissions from battery production far surpasses fossil fuels. Here's the dirty little secret that everybody's been waiting for, right? So EVs that get scrapped, they never offset the ecological costs. Uh, secondly, insurance premiums rise because super expensive electric cars, and tell me even regular cars are really expensive now, but electrics are off the chart expensive. They have to be totaled after a simple minor crash, similar to the one I mentioned above, which is technically just a fender bender in car uh, terms of regular you know, internal combustion engine terms. Uh, you just, you take that stuff apart, you replace what was hit on the engine, you check the frame to make sure the, fr the or the unibody, usually in the case of passenger cars, make sure everything is straight. You can repair and replace and pull everything back to straight. And when you repair it, you're actually, at least here in California, I've never worked in a body shop anywhere else, but in California, you are legally held liable to have that car equal to or better than it left a factory. And yes, some cars can leave the factory and get damaged in shipping or even have not unstraight frames. And when we used to have cars leave out of our shop, they were like usually straighter than uh, <laughs> when the factory specs, you know, had them. Um, and they're stronger, they're, they're built stronger. So the biggest thing here is this battery pack. They have to scrap these because even though the vehicle can get repaired, the battery does not have any... Uh, sort of um, testing or evaluation 
protocols in place to make sure that it's safe. The head of operations at the UK's uh, largest salvage company said that they used to see maybe a dozen EVs every few weeks, and now they see as many as 20 per day entering their quarantine bay until a fire risk can be determined, but then they head straight to the grinder. Uh, and the head of a Michigan-based automotive innovation firm uh, has also determined that Tesla battery packs, they have to go straight to the grinder, unfortunately. Uh, this is a huge hole in the green canopy that exposes the long-awaited downside that Ducati has been hoping for <laughs> for decades, but unfortunately they already contracted uh to supply the bikes for Moto E this year. So in a total reversal of fortune, Ducati, if this would have happened, if this study would have came out last year or this article would have been reported last year, OMG, you would have been, I mean, how fortuitous would that have been for you? You would have been off the hook for electric motorcycles, <laughs> but but uh, it came a little too late. You're making them now. So this is huge. And this is just minor crashes, minor crashes. Like I'm saying, this is stuff that might look horrible to the lay person, but to a repair person, they're like, oh God, this is be easy to fix. You know, we just take all the stuff off, weld any new stuff on, bolt it right up and have it out the door. Like I said, straight, aligned, everything as good as factory or better. Uh-uh. So this is, this is a some of the things that people aren't thinking about. Um, and, and I, uh, I'm going to be kind of giving a, uh, my editorial op-ed, I guess, maybe on our blog soon about, uh, my thoughts on this now that I've heard some other people talk about it as well. Um, second headline, let's get into number two. We're getting, getting long here. So, so heading down this list, number two head headline kind of goes along with this crap. Um, Lithium and all the fun salts in the Salton Sea. Why this does and doesn't matter to motorcyclists. So this one, this one doesn't matter, but you may want to actually pay attention. Uh, to start with, this wasteland, <laughs> the Salton Sea is what I'm talking about. Uh, the Salton Sea and lithium deposits there. There, therefore. Uh, so to start with, this wasteland out there in the desert was a seaside resort back in the 1950s. Uh, it was once an inland paradise dubbed the Salton Riviera. It boasted water skiing, boating, fishing, water sports. You know what I'm saying? It was, it was totally like having this weird, like French Riviera out in the middle of the desert. Um, but by the 1970s, it was already an ecological wasteland. The lake started to recede. The lake bed that was that was exposed uh, started, you know, whipping, getting toxic dust clouds whipped up and kicked up by the Sonoran Desert winds. And we won't go into the whole history of the Salton Sea in this episode. Again, we'll leave that for the California history episode. But. Um, Let's just say it was somewhat of a motorcycle destination due in part not only to that rich history uh, that it used to have back in the 50s, but its proximity to the desert, uh, which is part of the wasteland in which it sits. As you heard me say, it's out there in the Sonora Desert. Uh, It is um, pretty close to like all the dunes uh, where the desert, you, you see any pictures of the desert and like, uh, King of the Hammers and all that kind of shit. It's all pretty close to like out in that sort of area. Um, the main point I'm trying to make here is that since 2019, uh, the thought of harvesting lithium has been thrown around. And probably before that too, that's the first, the first article that I found that I realized they had been talking about it already for a while came from 2018. Now, uh, what's happened is, 
Um, there was a bunch of articles actually in 2018 because that was the year something happened uh, with the water that gets supplied to the lake. We won't talk about that. Uh, but the thought of har- harvesting lithium has been thrown around. The final straw that broke the camel's back was the global hardship of electrical manufacturing and logistics in 2020. Uh, that uh, and the chip shortage and all that stuff. Not that chips use lithium, but batteries do. And we had a big logistics problem in 2020, folks, and have had one since. Coupled with Biden's Inflation Reduction Act, that uh, encourage battery production to come back to the United States and manufacturing in general to come back to the States. Uh, But they're putting a huge emphasis on batteries and chips since that's what we were short of. Uh, It drove, as you saw, automotive prices skyrocketed during the pandemic because we couldn't get anything over here from overseas. So yeah, that uh, Inflation Reduction Act encourages all this, uh, you know, industry to come back. So it may sound great for an impoverished, rundown community that's surrounded by a chain link fence. (laughs) And if you don't believe me, look up Nyland, California, N-I-L-A-N-D, Nyland, California on a map. It's just right outside Salvation Mountains, just next to the Salton Sea. Nyland, it looks like a town that's been built for a zombie apocalypse. It's it's almost like a perfect square surrounded by a freaking chain link fence. It's the creepiest little town out there. Um, It has to be zombies because it has nothing to do with repelling the meth heads. They've infiltrated that whole area. Uh, So I know it's not for them. And Nyland really is like a living ghost town, just minutes away from ironically named Salvation Mountain. Uh, And and it's ironic because it just like most Isley Cantina, it's a hive of scum and villainy. Slab City's out there. Slab City is also a little sketchy. It is probably most popular for its role in the story of Christopher McCandless. He's the man whose life was chronicled in a book and a film called uh, Into the Wild. Uh, the name of both of those was Into the Wild. He spent some time at that homeless city near the Salton Sea before heading north to do what he did. So what does this all have to do with lithium? I'm just getting, getting off the rails here, but what does this have to do with lithium? Well, it has a lot. The reason I'm mentioning the fact that this town is destitute, this area is destitute, there's a bunch of meth heads everywhere, you know, it's a little crazy, it's very poor, and there's nothing really out there to do at this point. The way I see it, is there's going to be a lot of bad with this good, bringing industry to that part of uh, a town like that that's super impoverished, super destitute. It basically is like a living ghost town. Um, And Gavin Newsom has called the Salton Sea the, quote, Saudi Arabia of lithium, end quote. And there's already three massive companies setting up geothermal power stations on the sea's uh, southern shores. And they're apparently they're not like in competition with with each other either. They're massive companies like Berk. I think one of them is like a subsidy of Berkshire Hathaway, um, and they are just out there trying to do trying to raise these other up right now. I think I'm not 100 percent sure what's going on, but they're cooperating from what I've read. And I think you know what follows huge industries like that when they shut set up shops in destitute areas, especially in the Southwest, as demonstrated by the towns of Panamint, Cerro Gordo, Calico, which are famous gold mining, silver mining, ghost towns, <coughs> ghost towns now. 
industry is usually the winner, while mankind and nature are left to fight each other to see who will be broken, exploited, and left left desolate and in tatters in the hot and feral wasteland after the resources have literally, in this case, dried up. Yes, literally. So that lake bed is drying. That lake's huge. It's It's like 50 miles by like five miles or something like that, but it's only like 50 feet deep. And they're going to be sucking brine out of it, take le- taking the salt or the lithium and other salts, and then squirting the water back in. Um, so it's going to be messy. And that uh, it already gets a lot of runoff from agricultural areas out there. So you just have a bunch of chemicals and fertilizers and shit in there. And that's why it kills all the fish. And then it stinks. Like it's it's a terrible place. And I can only imagine that putting massive amounts of money and like industry out there and propping it up is like the next best thing. It's going to bring a lot of drugs, prostitution, like, you know, all sorts of, all sorts of Feral shit's going to happen out there, I, I could tell you. So anyways, that's my rant on that. I'm going to get off that. That's a he- headline number two. We still have one more headline, if you can believe it or not. This last headline, why you should not even care about it, is uh, Kawasaki Eliminator Returns. Headline number one for this week. So why is this not noteworthy news? Well, for a few reasons, actually. Let me tell you a little bit about them right here. Uh, the first one is uh, for the Deets, Kawasaki is releasing the Eliminator 400 for Japan, in Japan for sure. Uh, There's already a price tag out there, which is uh, 759,000 yen, which is about, uh, translated to USA, it's about 1,685 gallons of gas or 356 and a half schnitzels in Germany today as of today get when gas prices were uh, 343 nationwide well gas and schnitzel prices do fluctuate regularly so who knows what those numbers uh, will be by the time you're hearing this podcast but that's about how much this thing is going to cost uh, if the bike even makes it to other countries in 2024 when it's slated to come out so that's uh, that's the other other deal it's not even slated until 24 who knows if it'll leave Japan and their uh omniscient, no, omnipresent uh, 400cc mark. I think that's the word I'm looking for. I just made that word up. Uh, the Eliminator is equipped <clears throat> with the Ninja 400s, the powerful, actually, uh, 400cc parallel twin, which is a really strong engine. We already know that it's nice and fast. Uh, it comes with standard ABS, full LED lighting, digital display, this kind of sets it apart from its rival, the Honda Rebel 500. Uh, like the Rebel, the Eliminator is also said to come with an SE package, which Honda had, I think, on the Rebel this year or last year, which adds, the SE package adds GPS, a USB port, and cameras front and rear so that you can motovlog or create content straight from the bike like the shitty millennial or zillennial that you are. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, boomer, enough ranting. Uh, this bike should not be headline-worthy for two reasons at least, the first being the name. Yes, yes. Just like everyone reviving model names from the scrapyard behind the assembly plant, Eliminator does already exist in Kawasaki's trademark and copyright folder, so they don't have to go through the trouble of re branding and rethinking of a name. They already got this one in the back pocket and it's already paid for. However, 
It is all, uh, it, it, this gives it a little bit of heritage to lean on, but neither of those characteristics can prevent it from sounding like a device that grandma and grandpa used to facilitate a stinky deuce. The Eliminator is probably supposed to take you on a journey back to the late 70s drag strips when Kawasaki cruisers were, quote, eliminating everything in the next lane, end quote. I don't know why I quote, that's my own quote. However, the word Eliminator instantly makes me think of a sweaty Billy Mays in his final months of life trying to convince Papa to splurge on an Eliminator before he splurges in his pants. Uh, yeah. So the only 400cc ninja that you should care about, well, I guess 400cc Kawasaki you should be caring about right now is the, uh, the new ninja ZX4RR, the baby 636. Um, let me see here. Yeah, that, that's the, uh, the inline one, not, not this baby Vulcan. So, uh, yeah, peace out. Listen, we are gonna, uh, we're gonna get into, uh, the next, I hear that I hear the uh, the ads coming up here. So what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna pull a uh, an audible here. I'm gonna nix the ads. Sorry, guys, who paid this week? I think it was uh, Crider's Leathers and a couple other people had paid for ads this week. I will refund you this week because we got a generous offer from a gentleman up north in Canada. He sent us down a song to play, and he said, "Listen, you're gonna love this song," and I did. I loved it so much. I went out and bought it. Um, remind, reminds me of Neil Young mixed with Chris Christopherson and uh, Gordon Lightfoot. So not Lightfoot, Lightfoot. So yeah, I'm going to play you the song, and uh, we're going to check that out. The gentleman's name is uh, JML, John Michael Lind. So we're going to hear a little bit of music from John Michael Lind and uh, get, you, uh, get you up to our guest. So I'm, I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to hit shut up on the button right now and do exactly that. We'll get to John's music right now, and then we'll have our guest. Your head, the love in your eyes, 
Lord, I know I'm a lucky guy. Let's take off the love we can make. Time don't matter anymore. Space is what we came here for. Listen to that big old engine roar. Like water, the miles they'll flow by underneath this crystal sky, and our two hearts will beat as one. This burning road is ours to share. This burning road is ours all night. This burn. awesome thank you so much john for sending that in and uh, apparently he's sending me a cd of a bunch of his tunes down from british columbia canadia straight to the old socal so i can uh, listen to him and he said spin up any of these tunes you want so you may be hearing more from that uh, great canadian artist coming up on some of our future shows all right now let me put the blabber on cadaver mode does that mean i'm gonna that was weird. Anyways, uh, I think that might be a saying I'm going to say. I'm going to put the blabber on cadaver. I am... <laughs> this, this is getting worse by the minute. Anyways, yeah, once once true talent quits, junkie enters and ruins everything. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to shut up. We're going to get into this week's interview. Stick around, y'all. Peace and grace. Everybody, thank, thank you for sticking around. Uh, this is the second half of Creative Writing uh, episode, whatever this turns out to be. Uh, listen, on this week's show, we have another great guest returning to us from, I don't know even where you're at, but I'll pretend I know after you tell me. Uh, today's guest is Ben referred to as the greatest Marvel superhero there ever was. She's mostly iron I, I think I'm messing this up already. She might be steel. I think I could be messing this up. But what, from what I've heard, she's part She-Hulk. She's half Iron Man, which doesn't make sense to me because you're a woman. Uh, but you're mostly Black Widow and Wolverine because Wolverine, I think, is from Wisconsin. Yes, that's right. Returning to us, we have – well, I'll, I'll let you introduce yourself. Who, who do we have on the, on the horn with us today? <laughs> we got Andy. <laughs> Andy from yeah. Milwaukee, Wisconsin. <laughs> Yeah, baby. That's funny. So, Andy, uh, She-Hulk, Iron Man, 
Um, I I have to think Iron Man because you are like ninety eight percent Iron. You just you told me off off mic you got your blood levels checked, yeah. and uh, yeah, you are. It turns out you're. If I held a huge electromagnet up to you, do you think I would like suck you off the ground? You know, I would believe that actually right yeah. now. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> you know, just because we got an Iron Man doesn't mean there isn't an Iron Woman out there. So we really got to keep this between us here. Uh, All right. Yeah, yeah. I got my. Uh, I don't need a suit. I don't need a suit. Yeah. So, but, <laughs> and I got my blood tested. But no joke, actually. Iron was high. Iron was high. Yeah. So there was a bunch if of jokes you, about that for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Many things that are iron around us. If you if you don't know, she is also obviously on this show because she's got an iron horse and <laughs> she, she pumps massive amounts of iron. It sounds like you pump it into your straight to your bloodstream. I'm gonna, not going to lie about that. But uh, And also, I think you were... The She-Hulk, you're the Wolverine because you're from Wisconsin. You're She-Hulk because you've got some condition right now where you're kind of, I don't know if it's the supplements you're on, but you're a little bit greenish. And so I don't know if there's any other Black Widow. You could run with that one. But I know that you've got a lot of uh, a lot of cool Marvel in you. You're the Marvel Universe all wrapped up into one. I like that. Um, I like that. Those are like the good characters too. Like those are the those are the scrappy ones. Those are the ones that do work. You know, I like it. Yeah. I like it. Heck yeah. They're not like Hawkeye sitting around on a farm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lazy bastard. Yeah. So uh, how a – we got off to a rough start this morning. Um one of us doesn't know what time it is there. And I know for sure that it's me that knows what time it is. And so, um, we're two hours, you're two hours behind, right? You're two hours behind us. There, or there, there's, a two hour, there's a two hour time difference, right? So when it's, uh, 10 o'clock here, it's eight o'clock there. And I don't know how you got that wrong. You were blowing up my phone pre-dawn this morning. Nobody, no one in California gets up before six on the weekends, but my phone was blowing up. So I don't know what was going on. I, I, uh, I'm sorry that you blew it up a whole bunch too, before I respond. I was, I was just getting coffee and hanging out <laughs> with my phone off at that time. But, um, yeah, it's two hours later. So when they, when people say two hours later, what they mean is like, it's two hour. It's a two hour difference. So I'm just going to let you know how time works. We'll, we'll, we'll cover it on a different episode, but, uh, yeah, eight o'clock your place means that, you know, two hours later, it'll be 10 o'clock. So right. I don't know how you, how that doesn't work, but anyways, right. um, <laughs> Nobody, you're California. Nobody will be earlier than you. Nobody will you know, be earlier than you. Except why? Wait. Like you said. So, wait. What time is it there right now? <laughs> right now, it is a uh, quarter to th- or a uh, quarter to four. Let me look at my clock. <laughs> I think I've made a grave mistake, Andy. I think I understand what you're saying. <laughs> although I don't. Although two hours later means two hours later, no matter what time zone you're. In. I don't understand how time works. Apparently, right? hopefully, I never have to talk to Narissa ever again because. <laughs> In Arizona, they don't even have times. They're just like so free for all. They were, they're the last state. They're the last to adopt anything in this great nation of ours. And I think that they probably don't even sell clocks in Arizona. They just do whatever they want. And uh, I just call her whenever I don't even look at the clock anymore. Exactly. That's I'm going to have to do. I'm just going to be like, Hey, I'm going to call you. And whatever time your dumb invention says there in Arizona, just pick up the phone. Um, so also you just told me, um, a little bit ago that you are trapped in a snowstorm and you, uh, <laughs> so yeah, how's that going? Oh, uh, it's not bad. It's not bad. Good. We just, we always have those random bouts of warm weather and then, uh, 
Wisconsin will always kick back a little bit of snow right away in the spring. And we yeah. just got a good, like kind of the wet snow. Uh, so it accumulated, but it's already melting. And uh, I'm, I'm already kind of placing bets. Uh, there were a couple of people I ran into today. I said, literally, this snow is probably going to be melted within a couple of hours. Um, the ground oh, is wow. not frozen. Yeah, it's we just got a little bit of a chill in the air. So there was enough for the snow to come down. But yeah, it, it's it accumulated. We got a couple of inches um, and it stuck. But uh, it's already melting. There's there's water running down the drains. So, oh wow! Yeah, it's 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 just kind of more of an inconvenience than anything else. But mm. uh, we're we're supposed to get in the fifties already next week. So yeah, it's yeah. like the state of New Jersey. It's an inconvenience for everyone, but it happens. <laughs> <laughs> Love Jersey. Oh, Jersey is the best. Oh, oh what? My bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm a Jer- If I could be a Jersey girl at heart, I would be. Holy cow! I know you know, didn't see that coming. Well, I went to grad school in West Virginia and it was about a couple hours from Jersey. And, uh, there were a couple of friends of mine that actually born and raised Tom's river. Um, and then North Jersey, I, I forget where, and, uh, did a couple of trips out there and man, it was a blast. That was yeah. a good time. So yeah. yeah, maybe it's just the people you gotta get connected to the right people. They're the right. Maybe. Yeah. Well, you know what? I am from Arkansas originally and really? just, <laughs> Yeah. Right. So it just baffles me like how the whole East coast, I forgot how it even looks and works. So I'm, I'm anxious to draw a map of the East coast and put it out like, uh, for sale on Etsy or something because, or not at East coast, but just of the United States, how I remember it looking. And it would just be a laugh. I think a hoot to people because I forgot, I would have never guessed West Virginia and New Jersey are even remotely close together. Right. But then, yeah, then again, I, I guess I'm, 100% 100% wrong. You're close to Pennsylvania somehow, aren't you? I mean, or something like that. Or well, Ohio Ohio is not too far from Wisconsin? Well, no. No, it's actually really far. <laughs> oh, see? I'm, I'm so screwed up. Wow. Okay. That's all right. You're kind of way off in your own little island anyways and in California. You, you guys have your own stuff going on. <laughs> we're, well, not, we're not going to hold not, it against you. <laughs> right. Not, and not just California. Full disclosure, I have been kicked off of mainland California, and I'm forced to live out here on one of the uh, Channel Islands, actually. So you, when you say you're on your own little island, you are correct. Right now, I've, I've been banned by the governor for uh, an undetermined amount of time out here. Not for, Schwarzenegger, really? No, no <laughs> not, not the governor. He, he, he wouldn't ban me. Um, but uh, yeah, so hey, I, I, this is crazy. Happy, happy International Women's Month. Um, Thank you. Listen, listen to this. You were on the show. Uh, thank you. I've always been waiting for somebody to recognize. I know. It, it goes both ways. I'm like 98% woman. Um, the, uh, <laughs> the, the, um, you were on the show a, a, almost like one year ago, almost to the day or well to the week, let's say. Oh, nice. uh, so yeah, this is your anniversary. Happy birthday. Happy anniversary. Um, and I've been, you know, with all the connections that we make um, through our our lovely, you know, fan not fans. That's a terrible word to say. Nobody likes the show. They just listen uh, to, to torture. Oh. Themselves. Um, oh. <laughs> it's uh, our listenership and and our our extended family, like you know, Narissa and things like that. Mm-hmm. We, you know, she. It's it's the people like that that turn us on to people like you and what you're doing. And man, you've been up to some pretty amazing shit this last year. Twelve months is. 12 opportunities, 52 opportunities if you go weekly. 
And I don't know how hours work in Wisconsin, apparently, but that's a lot of hours. Um, and you have done some crazy stuff just since we chatted last year. Thanks. <laughs> First and foremost, yeah, you, you, um, well, recently, and I don't know how, that, how, you know, in California, riding and being in shape are two of the things that you have to do year round because there's never an off season hardly. But in Wisconsin, I'm not sure how it works, but I'm pretty sure the summertime is when you get all the riding in. Mm-hmm. And then in the wintertime is when you get all the bullshit done because there's, you can't do anything else. So you have been absolutely shredding it up. I think you were online. I think there was a spy photo of you bench pressing your new motorcycle. Um, <laughs> yeah, you caught me. <laughs> yeah, I knew it. I knew it. I was like, she's got that mask on, but I could tell that's her. Um <laughs> And yet the green skin gave it away a little bit. Totally. Um, whatever that deficiency is that you have right now, yeah, just um, like I'd have a check. Yeah, you, you <laughs> just had lights. your levels done. Yeah. You, yeah so, um, oh, did you say Northern Lights? Northern Lights is how you know where I'm at, right? Just neon. Yeah. <laughs> neon <That's>, resistance. <laughs> I didn't think of that, but you know there is like a magnetic. Uh, I forget what they call it, but it's there's some like magnetic weather thing happening where you can't. You should be able to see the Northern Lights. In um, like Wisconsin and stuff uh, this coming week. Is that going and on maybe, right now? Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, it's yeah. happening right now. Yeah, yeah. And um, maybe that's why you looked green is because the the reflection of the atmosphere on your skin. I don't know, but oh, she Hulk. I was like, oh shit, she really is She Hulk. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, that's me. <laughs> so you've been ripping up and shredding up, bench pressing motorcycles, punching holes through bad guys, um, saving children from disaster like every superhero you've been you've been really like putting in some work recently and i hate looking at your and, and obviously you've been getting into the old uh, stoic philosophers because yeah. you have a radical quote from uh some of them every morning and i'm just like oh man those guys were no fun and then I was like, oh yeah that's right you're, you're in the zone right now though so <laughs> yeah i'm no fun <laughs> Exactly. Right now, don't, don't don't mess with Andy. Yeah. So, so what have you been up to this winter? I mean, yeah. it's going to be riding season soon, but yeah, you know, this last, last few months, you it looks like you've been getting shredded and you're kicking ass and chewing bubble gum, and you're all out of bubble gum. You know, basically, yeah. That's that's a great. Yeah, my brother just actually sent me that movie clip <laughs> the other the other day. I had to laugh because, uh, man, it's just it. it it's one of those things that, uh, it's one of those rabbit holes I just went down that, uh, I started bodybuilding, gosh, like eight years ago. And it was more of a, uh, kind of like a bucket list thing. Yeah. And then it slowly evolved. And then when I got my national qualifier in 2021, I'm like, wow, I can actually do this. I can do something, you know? And it, it's like a glimmer of, you can do this. If they can do it, you can do it. And it was just that reassurance. Right. So last year I did try, um, to get ready. I think I was in the midst of getting ready for a national qualifier and uh, I, I stopped. I wasn't losing any weight. And then this year things were going really well. Um, and I kind of, I had my striations a couple months ago. Um, and when I say striations, like when you get up on stage, they're looking for specific stuff. So right. um, I was, I was getting there and um, yeah, me and me and my coach, and it's always good, you know, have a coach to guide you um, made the decision like, Hey, you know, let's just, let's just call this. Um, and you know, I, of course there's going to be a little bit of fuss for me, you know, because there's all that work that you put into it. I think, uh, you know, a good accumulation of 20 to 24 weeks of just being strict. Um, because it's a fucking year. Yeah. Half a year. I I just, that just clicked with me too. Cause I was like, there's 52 weeks in a year, man. I was really just, and it's one of those things that 
I don't know, the mind, once it turns on, like I've been doing these long enough too. Once I'm like, well, it's that time of year, it just turns on, you know, like let's, and yeah. it's, it's a gradual progression into it. And you get so far down that rabbit hole and it, it, you, when you challenge your body each day and every week, it's like a little dial that's turned, you know, and the coach will be like, okay, we're going to do this or yeah. we're going to change this, just small dials. And that's how you get to that point. And, um, you know, now yeah. we're not done, done. Um, because bodybuilding is like, it's a spectrum, right? You're, you're, it's a timeline. You're not ever, you're never really done unless you completely quit altogether. Right. The right. off season is a time for recovery. Um, you're still eating structured meals. You're still training. It's a different type of training. Um, but ultimately now I'm going through this taper down period where I have to now go from two hours of cardio a day to maybe like 80 minutes and then we'll slowly taper in. And that's how your body is able to kind of maintain. You're not going through these drastic, you know, spikes and ups and downs and stuff like that too. And this is all just a mind game. It's just a mind game for me. That's it. It has nothing to do um, with vanity, which is why I, I struggled a lot in the beginning because my off season, I was like, yeah, I'll gain weight. That's fine. I don't care. And I did, and that's fine. But then I would want to compete again. And right. then it's harder, you know, you're trying to right. get rid of all of that extra slough. And, and you know, ultimately I'm like, you know, this isn't <clears throat> going anywhere. It's been eight years. Right. I'm never right. going to stop this. So. And listen, when you say that extra slough, I want people to go to Andy and Iron, right? I think that's your Instagram. Yep. Look at this quote, extra slough she's talking about. And then look down at your own disgusting fupa in the mirror and say, <laughs> oh my God, what is she talking about? You are absolutely ripped. And I wish I had your body. You know, I wish, you know, your body was my, put my head on your body. Absolutely. You are, you're 100% ripped. And you have, um, obviously your strength is there. And you when you say your striations, I used to be pretty into fitness, but not bodybuilding. And cause that was like a whole nother side of it. I mean, you can get fit, you can be strong, you can have like functional fitness or you can do in the bodybuilding thing. And like you said, there's some very specific stuff you got to do. Yep. People dry out and like, you know, quit drinking water two days beforehand or whatever. It was, it was crazy seeing some of these bodybuilding feeds. What, what, what the, um, you, you torture your body, you know what I'm saying? For a little bit just to get into the show and then you're coming back. So I can imagine like how crazy the mental game is, how crazy the physical training is just to drop a few pounds here and there. Yeah. Um, when you look absolutely, you know, you, I would, especially since you're kind of green, and it looks a little weird. I would definitely not want to see you in an alley, like outside a bar. I would would not mess with you. And you're, I think you're like five feet. So you even got like, you tower over me. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you uh, absolutely tower over me. So I'd just be petrified. You, uh, you, you got, you had me at your Instagram. I was like, okay, if I ever, you know, right. Remind me to remind her that she's on my side. If, a, if it, you know, something ever happens. So, um, <laughs> So yeah, no, you, you look great. And, but I imagine that, yeah, for bodybuilding, you have a, like you said, it's a certain criteria that you're going for. Yep. So what might look perfect to somebody else isn't going to look perfect to you and your coach and a judge or something like that. So you're just trying to like pound through it. Right. 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 And like when I had, um, that national qualifier, you know, you, you kind of, it's a step up. So they're looking for a little bit more, a little bit more dried out uh, body, yeah. you know, yeah. and that's great. Um, ultimately, I was going to do a local show this year um, because I, I felt like the work that I did, right, the, that I wanted to do for that national qualifier, and that's when you go for your pro card. Um, 
you know, and again, it's that mindset of, you know, you can do this. Like, this is something, um, it'd be a great accomplishment. And it, it's not just like some unicorn in the sky. It's, it's a challenge and you can, you can do this. If somebody else can do it, you can do it. And it's like just trying to figure out how to get there and in a, you know, in a healthy way, in the sense of like, you know, this, you know, alongside of all of your, you know, responsibilities in life, um, you know, you can do this. And, you know, it's just finding that right time when the body, that sweet spot, when the body is just, is ready to go. So, you know, it just didn't, it didn't work out this year. So then I was going to do a local show, um, because national qualifiers, they do expire. And, um, uh, it was like a little bit, like my muscles started to fill up a little bit. So like if they didn't look dry, they started to fill out and, gotcha. you know, coaches even giving me feedback, like you're looking, you know, you're looking a little fuller. So we're trying to drop, you know, like, let's push, let's get another gotcha. push. And gotcha. the body just kept feeling like it just, it looked full. So yeah. I tried everything. I, w- I was like, I had a lot of stuff on my plate. I was a treasurer of the Wisconsin Athletic Trainers Association. I stepped down from that position. Um, I was like, maybe I need to declutter my life. Maybe I need to de-stress it a little bit. Um, you know, I tried active resting. Um, you know, I even, I even tried just like decompressing with friends and, you know, that kind of thing. And, you know, I just, I would see a little bit of lines coming in in my legs for like a couple hours and then boom, and they would fill back out. And yeah, when you get lean, you start noticing these little things and, um, then you get hard on yourself and, you know, you're not really, you're learning to self-soothe without having a drink or, um, you know, it's amazing (laughs) how much we, you know, we, 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 we soothe ourselves with like cake. You know, it's yeah. just a society of like you have ease of access to something that'll make you feel good in an instant and you're denying yourself that. I don't, my body doesn't need cake. Nobody needs cake. We don't, we're not born in the wild needing to eat cake every five minutes. But I mean, it's like, you know, it's going to make you feel good. <laughs> you right. Know? Well, there was that one civilization that they found uh, on the edge of the Amazonian lake. I forget what lake they did. They actually had cake trees. It was kind of weird. I'll tell you that later. <laughs> But I'll move there. <laughs> yeah, being from Wisconsin, the cheese and beer and the fat content in cheese and beer Ooh, must yeah. be very hard to resist. You know what I'm saying? Like that's got to be. Oh my god, how do you do it? And then a drive. Last time you were on the show, I think you were talking about the permanti sandwich. I think that's what was what you. Were oh, talking about. me and Narissa talked about that too. I really yeah. the closest one would have been like in Detroit, Michigan, and yeah. I was down. <gasps> Right. Oh, and listen, you mentioned that. And then Meg and Steve Noble, who were on a few episodes ago, um, mentioned Permantis too. And they said, yeah, because they're in in Ohio. And they said, yeah, the drive down to Pennsylvania or something. And I was like, oh my God, why does that sound so familiar? And then I remembered you were talking about it. So, right. And so, so now today, can we, can we disclose that today you, you ate like a bag of cookies at home in the Home Depot? uh, (laughs) You are full on um, coming out to the uh, you know the the urges are are, are going to start kicking in, yeah. but it, and it's always it's always important balance, especially when you're doing something like this, um, whatever it is that you're doing, whether you're getting in training training to get fit for a motorcycle race, training to get fit for a bodybuilding competition, to also be happy and healthy, and there's that's like the whole other balance side of it that um, I know yeah. I used to be really into fitness, and it was really hard to see like five pounds come on that you had worked, you busted your ass to come off, but then you have one shake on the weekends with your friends and it's like, whoops, you know, like that's another week I got to work to get that off. But 
this is what I find so funny about movie stars. You'll see them at dinners drinking beers and like, oh, yeah, what do you do? I'll hang with the boys drinking beers. In reality, those guys also go on crazy, you know, coach-led regimens right before mm-hmm. movies, like six months before movies will shoot. Because you don't just go out to beer like you're like you were saying. You don't you don't comfort yourself with these things that you normally would if you're going to get absolutely shredded and ripped. There's a lot of CGI and post production that even goes into some of this stuff. And I'm not saying that all movie stars aren't like you know buff that look buff, but there is a lot of CGI. Uh, and stuff used also, especially to get those extra striations and those little tiny details that you uh, you can verify. Once you get in shape and once you're really lean, it's even harder to drop and look leaner and 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 um, more ripped out because you're already to that point. You don't have that much to give. Where like some you know kind of middleweight kind of maybe even overweight person starts working out, they're gonna look awesome because they're dropping all this you know stuff rapidly and it, they, there's a huge change but when you're already ripped like you know and when you're already got the strength and and muscle mass that you do to get those little tiny things you got to sacrifice so yeah it's it's pretty funny and interesting and uh i'll i'll, I'll dm you or uh email you that cake civilization <laughs> and uh, if you want to take a trip this summer but <laughs> right. right but right so now does the does the summer season i mean and the fact that you said it's kind of you know winter is kind of absconding i think that's a real word i just i, I could have just made that up nice. from from wisconsin yeah I, I just look it up if it's not there i'm gonna put it on wikipedia real quick <laughs> um but it's it's leaving wisconsin uh real quick you got any plans you you just got you know i think you got a new bike about a year ago or something like that and if you want to walk us through your bike and your your upcoming summer plans you do you have um obviously even if you went on a crazy eating binge you wouldn't lose the body that you have now but do you plan on trying to do your best uh, this summer, and especially now that riding season's coming up? Oh man, challenge accepted. Well, it's <laughs> normal. It's normal to put on a little bit of something, something in the off season, yeah. you know. And uh, what this does is it's it's because the timing of the eating is so strict, and what you're eating, and the measured foods um, that you know it, you can still eat healthy and still be, but it's the flexibility, right? So you know, I can still have breakfast at like. Waffle House. Oh, I, that's in the, it's in the cards. Waffle House yeah. is going to be there for sure. You know, grab the <laughs> eggs or, you know, some, some sort of lean meat or whatever yeah. meat that they sell there. <laughs> right. You know, Xanax, whatever. <laughs> right. Chemical meat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then, you know, make sure the coffee's black. Don't be hovering, you know, over the creamer and stuff like that. But yeah. no, I mean, there's smart ways you can make decisions on the road and whatnot, it, 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 but it's just that flexibility. I'm not needing to carry a scale with me. Um, you know, on some of these trips. So that'll be nice. But, um, you know, that's just, that's the lifestyle I chose. And uh, motorcycling makes me happy. It's like, I just, I need to put the tunes on and check out for a couple hours. And it started off as like maybe a couple hours around town and then maybe a couple hours going in the, going to the next town and and trying out some food and stuff there. And then it's just, it's almost like, and this is appropriate too, because Easter is right around the corner, but you know, it's Lent season and it's like yeah. an extreme form of Lent for me. It keeps me focused. Um, you know, I, I did my discipline it, then that way you can enjoy life. Life is a little bit sweet, more sweeter, uh, coming, coming forward. So these motorcycle yeah. trips, they really have started from like these little one hour, two hour jaunts to like now, man, like this, this next one I got, you know, it's 21 hours. This is going to be my longest. Um, uh, where, where are you headed to? I'm looking to head to the southernmost point of the United States, Key West. <laughs> gotcha. And the way that this manifested 
so weird, actually. It's the weirdest. But for some reason, my life is just, I really like weird. And if it's not weird, then it's boring. And I just, I gravitate to weird. So, right. Well, hey, welcome to creative writing. You're home. You're, you're <laughs> home. Go. This is the weird. So, like, I, you know, I had this competition and it was going to be the beginning of April. And, uh, I pulled the I pulled the cord on it because I wasn't really confident, you know, with my muscles filling out and everything like that in spending. Now these these shows are not cheap. Uh, there was going to be a hefty yeah. bill with it. So um, what happened was the bike that I have right now, um, a 2022 Street Glide. SC, oh shit! Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. A couple of expenses came up with her and biking. Wait, you got one. the you got the ST. I got the ST. <laughs> That's nice. the tallest. Yeah, so it the actually the ST has a taller. Um, it's a it's another inch off the ground from where the standard street glide is. So yeah. I had to get the lower riding shocks and whatnot on it. We got a five foot. Well, I'm five foot one now. I think the body. What? I think I've been How stretching. You... I think it's from stretching. What? I know I got an inch. <laughs> I got another inch. I don't know. Oh my god! You mean I don't have to wear platform riding boots to be five feet tall anymore? <laughs> Hey, I had to buy those when I bought this thing. It was such a, I I was in Phoenix, Arizona with a friend. We decided to go down and just ride bikes in December because we can't do that here. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was just funny. We could. Yeah, we could. Right. And I had a soft tail slim at the time that I was riding yeah. around. And um, so we decided to trailer his bike was a street glide and, and that's actually how uh, we became friends. I literally you just rode up to the gym one day on a street glide and I said, I want that. That's the bike I want. You know? Yeah. So sick. then, hey, wanna be friends? Cool. We're friends, right? So then we ended up trailering our bikes down to Phoenix to visit Narissa. And I also have another really good friend down there. And um, I was like, this'll be fun. It'll be fun. And it was. It was a blast. But there was one day I woke up, I went to the gym. And uh, I was like, hey, let's just stay in town. Like, let's not do a ride. And then, um, you know, my, my bike was acting kind of funny, like the the check engine light. I don't know if Harley-Davidson Scottsdale is going to be listening in on this, but the check engine lights are <laughs> coming on. <laughs> and uh, then it could come off. And, you know, I was like, I don't know. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. But this was the bike I was going to use for trade-in in the right. springtime when I get my street glide. Right. So I was going to buy a street glide eventually. But springtime financially made more sense. And uh, he was like, all right, let's go to the Scottsdale Harley-Davidson. Let's go check it out. They got, what, the tattoo artist there and barbers. and Right, okay. It's like a big old Harley-Davidson. And, and we went in. That My bike was sitting right there. I said, this is it. That's what I've wanted. And they're hey. like, of course they come up. Hey, you want to buy this bike? No. Yeah. I have no money. They're like, what, yeah. if, what if we told you that we have a special going on where you don't have to pay until spring? Go on. Suddenly, suddenly you had money. Yeah. <laughs> suddenly, suddenly this was the best idea in the world. I was up at 3 a.m. the next day, which I don't know where that was Central Standard Time, but I was in Arizona. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No one in Wisconsin knows what time that really is. So, yeah. And especially since it's in Arizona. <laughs> right, right. So I went there, ended up buying the bike. They put some more riding shocks on it, whatever they had available at the time, because they were like, well, we can get something in a, in a week. And I said, I got to be able to ride it today. It's the only vehicle I have to, to get around. And uh, I couldn't reach the kickstand. It's the only thing. <laughs> I know. And you can ride a but you These bikes are meant, you know, like you can tilt this thing side to side. Like the gravity, the weight of it is so low. Yeah. yeah. It's really hard to tip these things over. So, I mean, you know, me being a little short, that's fine. You know, you just kind of learn to maneuver with it. 
But um, yeah, the kickstand, I could not reach it. And I'm trying everything. And I'm like, you know, I just need to jimmy rig this thing for just the day. So I took a couple of my luggage bungee cords and definitely wouldn't recommend this to anybody. Um, but yeah, I just hooked it on a shoelace and then I was able to kick it back at least, you know, reach that. That was, uh, I saw your Instagram <laughs> post on that. And I think that you should market and sell, <laughs> well, develop and market, uh, eventually sell. Yeah. Uh, some sort of attachment that, that actually does wrap around your, I don't think it would be a safety issue either. I think it'd be an enhancement. Right. I was trying to think like what would fly up and grab like, you know, like it would grab my foot anyways if something grabbed a, I don't know. There was a bunch of that going through that, but it was just for a day. So um, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of like short people problems when it comes to riding bikes. And uh, honestly, like. Tell me about it. Yeah. It's, 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 you know, I I got the reach seat for it. So that gave me another three eighths of an inch and. Uh, yeah. You know, you, you, you do the little stuff, but, um, yeah, I mean, it, uh, there's not a heavy market for it, but there's, there's some stuff out there that could definitely help the shorties and, uh, yeah, the kickstand, that was one of them. So now I just need to drill a hole in the, uh, I know. So I'm going to work on the bike. I'll make sure to tag the girls in it. I said, Hey, just working on the bike today and just show them a drill bit. <laughs> Oh boy! Yeah, yeah. Just Put it on the air, air filter and show a, a drill bit in the M80. Just be like, oh, "What's she up to?" Right, right. And just like drill a hole right in that kickstand and, and attach that extension onto it. That's and awesome. Kick, they, they, they'll bring it back a, a couple of inches. I'll be able to reach it. So, um, yeah. but yeah, no, it's, it's just well, when you go cross country, you know, you start feeling like I'm 36 years old. I start feeling my back. I start feeling everything kind of like fatiguing because you're taking on the stress of the road. Like I'm holding on to the throttle uh, the entire time. And I know you can get extensions for that in the sense of, you know, it'll, it'll, um, you know, like if you don't have cruise control built into the the bike, Yeah. but the instant I got on this bike, it was such a game changer. I felt like it took on the stress of the wind, the road, everything I was going, I just going and I'm like, it, such a game changer. <laughs> like, you you got the the road glide is what you said or the street glide. Street glide. So the street glide. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And the ST versions are the sport touring yep. versions, which yeah are a little bit higher, but but they do have that awesome fairing mounted, you know, or frame mounted fairing. And that going from a slim, I think you said you had yes. to this is definitely a game changer. A fairing makes so much difference when you're traveling long distance cross country, even at super long, super high speeds all day long. Um, when, when you and Narissa were on last time, a year ago today, uh, I was talking to you about arm pump and I got arm pump, which was compartment. I think you described oh, yeah. it as compartment, <laughs> compartment syndrome from hauling ass for like a whole week during the motorcycle podcasters challenge. Yep with no fairing and I'm just gripping and ripping at 90 miles an hour around SoCal on all these freeways, trying to get as many miles as I can over the course of like three weeks. And after three weeks of constant wind battering, I always used to think, cause I'm, I'm exactly a hundred years older than you. Yeah. And, um, I used to always think that people were babies for saying, Oh, the wind, the wind, the wind. Cause I've always ridden naked bikes, except for, you know, I had one bike that had a windshield, but that caused buffeting and it caused head shake, which is a whole nother thing. But I do remember it being pretty, pretty sweet having, having wind protection, but I can guarantee that 
I guess after spending, you know, if you're going cross country or even like cross, um, you know, some people do, you know, Canada to freaking not Canada, Alaska to, uh, you know, what's that, uh, Tierra del Fuego down in South America, they do the continent to continent. You know what I'm saying? Um, you need that wind protection and that is a big game changer. That's, that's awesome that you got that bike because, um, that fairing will definitely, especially at people that are our height, sub five, five, uh, you get high wind, you're flying off the back. You know what I'm saying? Like you're just, you're gone. You're, you're holding on like a a flag. You look like a flag in the breeze and, uh, (laughs) strong enough. You ride through Chicago, windy city and the bike's ghost riding itself now because you've blown off. And so that's a big game changer. I mean, I have my original Iron 83. I, I still yeah. have her, and, and she's nice. not going anywhere. I love her to death. But <clears throat> she's got, like, the blacked out um, everything, and then I put shorties on her so she sounds like a truck, basically. Um, sissy bar, <laughs> everything. I could take her cross-country for sure. But, you know, yeah. you're going to be going 60, 70, hold the comfort level there. And yeah. I used to take her from back when I lived in Michigan. I'd take her from Michigan to Wisconsin, and – you know, I love that bike. I do, you know, and it's comfortable. I really like taking it in the city, you know, parking in between cars and stuff like find yeah. a parking spot anywhere in the city. Um, yeah. So there are certain things that are beneficial, right, for that smaller bike. Um, but you almost just when you want to go distance, you crave that size. You crave it. Um, I just when I got on that street glide, I just it, it's almost like. I want it, yeah. to, it to be uncomfortably large. <laughs> I know it sounds right. weird, but it's like just at something so large that, I mean, I only have so much vacation to take from work. I, I have yeah. to work for a living. So, um, you know, if I want to go to Key West or Florida, I can't just like spend days on a Sportster. I got I to go. And, uh, that's, that street glide is really going to open up that possibility for sure. Right. Yeah. Uh, definitely by the size of the fuel tank too. your, you know, sportsters, you got to stop every hundred miles, even if your back doesn't hurt and you don't right. have to pee, you know, cause it's, right. you know, I have a Yamaha basically rip off of a sportster. I call it the Yamaha Harley. Cause it's basically, uh, <laughs> Yamaha Harley. uh, yeah, it's basically a sportster rip off, but, uh, it's a V twin, you know, nine fifty like two gallon fuel tank. Come on, who the fuck designed this fuel tank? You reach, it looks huge. You reach up underneath it and you realize that half of it's not really there because it's clearance for like the air box and like top of the heads. And you're like, what's going on? So definitely a street glide. Um, and especially the ST version. I'm super stoked on that. Um, and you know, I don't know if we, we might've asked you this last time you're on the show, how long you've been riding? I'm, I'm sure we talked about your 883, but how long you've been riding and secondary follow-up to that. Do you name any of your bikes? Oh, totally. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that was uh that that there's there's like a whole story behind me being creative with names. <laughs> I nice. uh, I had a I had a bike in college, a bicycle, and I named it Bikey. And uh, I was oh, college. that's so creative! Yeah, it was very creative. And uh, the irony <laughs> was is that I wanted to name my Sportster something really rad like Black Sheep because I feel like I'm the Black okay. Sheep of the family or whatever. Gotcha. And uh, no, nah, it just is time the small increments. It just evolved into Bikey. So that, 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 my first, my sportster's name is bikey. I don't have a name for the big one. Um, she's just, she's just something else. I, I, I can't even name her. I just, the bike. Maybe it'll it'll come to you when you're in Florida. (laughs) I I know maybe something, you know, it's just like she, I don't know. I, well, my first, um, so the sportster, I got her in 2016 
Um, and growing up, I actually, um, I learned how to ride a motorcycle before I learned how to ride a bicycle. And the nice. reason was, is because, I mean, I'm five feet tall. So, and you live in in Milwaukee, which is Harley Davidson territory. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and uh, my dad, he definitely—I was his firstborn, so he definitely treated me like a son oh, for sure. Man. So, like, it was just funny. I, I just couldn't figure out how to ride a bicycle, and you know, all my friends could ride bicycles, but I couldn't touch the ground. So I was really, really scared because if I screwed up or anything, I would tip over, I'd fall, I'd scrape my knee, and it's yeah. just you kind of get this aversion of learning how to ride. I just, I didn't like it. So I needed training wheels for a while. And what was funny was my dad brought me over to a neighbor's house. It's all local farmers because, Hey, it's cheese capital, dairy farm land, you know, there's farmers everywhere. Right. So we just have all this land and we were sitting on grass and we just have one of those little 50 CC, like little, little, just these little beat em up bikes. Yeah. And my dad's like, we well, don't have to worry about touching the ground if you got a motor. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> like as a kid, you just trust your parents. Like, oh, that's great logic, you know? So then yeah. I just learned how to ride two wheels on the motorcycle first. And then I felt nice. more comfortable slowing down on a bicycle God. and pedaling. What a what a great dad. And you know what? I've lied. I lied to my kids all the time. Yeah, so. why? Do it. They'll believe you. And <laughs> exactly. it, we're resilient that way. Like if we fall and hurt ourselves, then it's like, well, you know, dad said this, you know. So I've always been on motorcycles. Like we had... I've never touched because everything's always been too tall. When we had one of those, uh, we had a full size Honda. Um, gosh, what was it? Uh, one of those dirt bikes. We would we would set up ramps. Oh and- God, dirt bikes! Period. You could yes. be on a two fifty. I can't even get on the seat of a two. Like two fifties are huge. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like God, they, dirt bikes are just built for such ground clearance and, yeah. and jumping and landing yep. that. Yeah, there. You need a. I need a step ladder. Yeah. The last time I went riding a dirt bike, this is, this is gonna sound funny. I had to have the dude hold it for me while I kickstarted <laughs> it because I couldn't put my feet down. <laughs> right, and like not to be, you know, but it, it it is kind of fun to learn how to ride a motorcycle from somebody that's gone through adversity. Like it's very much almost feel like a handicap. You know what I mean? So you start on yeah. the left side, you shift in this first, and then you jump on the bike and go. Once you get the yeah. throttle going, you're fine. Like the bike is going to do all the work for you, right? You just need yeah. to sit on the seat. So yeah, yeah. yeah, it's just getting that comfort level with balance and, and clutch work, right? So yeah. Um, yeah, no, I never, I could never touch with any of the bikes growing up. So when it came to like these heavier bikes, when I first got the Sportster, of course, you know, 500 pounds, you're like, ooh, um, you know, that can be intimidating, but then, oh yeah, and it, not for you, you're, you're, you know, you're deadlifting that. So what, <laughs> is, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> that's the thing that that's, that's how this has slowly evolved into pieces is because like, as, and, and I hate throwing the gender out there, but kind of circling back, it's women's women's month, you know, um, yeah. I like to contribute women's month to the guy's in my life that have treated me like an equal and not like a woman. Uh, thank you. Maybe we should change it to guys. Mark. There you right. go. I, yeah, you guys, <laughs> you guys need your own month for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but no, even like, you know, I grew up in, in a family of all men and not a single one of them treated me like a girl. Um, and I like that because it, it, it's like I, I've seen, and, and it's not any fault to, um, the men that like to, to treat me like a girl, right? Like maybe they're trying to be, um, but what you're doing is it's almost like you're making me believe that I can't do it or something's dangerous or, you know, the downside right? is, uh, yeah, the downside of chivalry is yes. that you're, 
doctrine of saying, Hey, you are a woman and you should do these things. It's like, fuck you, man. I'll, A, I'll yeah. bench press you. B, I'll throw you. <laughs> no. And then I'll not even burn, no, not do even a burnout that. on you. <laughs> no? Not even that. Because I grew up on Disney movies. Oh my gosh. Knight in Shining, Shining Armor. I'm such an idiot. I, I totally yeah. believe in that still. And uh, opening car doors and stuff. That stuff's sweet. It really is. It's, it's mostly a, you know, um, I understand they're looking out for my well-being and it's very much like, yeah. hey, be careful or, um, you know, but it, it's, I, I understand when it's coming from a point of like, you know, I'm just looking out for you. But then there's also the culture of I'm going to tell you what to do because I am a man and I've yeah. done this and this is that's just how it very is. Slope. Yep. Yeah, that's a yep. slope. Yeah. That's also, stuff that can be debilitating for sure. But yeah. Man's, I'll call it mansplaining. We'll just put it that way. Yeah. It's mansplaining. So it's yeah. very much a, that's the, if you can do it, I can do it. I just need to figure out my path to getting it done. Your path is obviously very different. That's so cool. Yeah. That's totally fine. We, and you know, that's why Babes Right Out is such a cool thing is you don't have to listen to a bunch of dudes mansplain a bunch <laughs> of shit to you. You know, you can just do you can just do what a chick tells you and it's like they know what they're talking about. Also, on a side note, I mean, you didn't tell me this, but I, I've learned from other Wisconsinites that the, the uh, you like the guys opening the door for you on the car because the last three car doors you opened, uh, you accidentally ripped off. So <laughs> they don't want to, didn't want to, didn't want to bring it up, but you know, you can't, you can't uh, leave that part out. That's yeah. a, that's an important detail. Yeah. Um, yeah, that is sick. And you know what? I never, I, I totally, I asked you and I, I remember you talked about your sportster last time and I, I, I don't think we touched on all these other bikes and, and your past. I mean, this is, this goes way back to, you know, when you're, you were small, that's, that's totally awesome. And that's the sort of a thing. Um, what I've got with the takeaways from this is lie to your kids yeah. and put them on a motorcycle and, yep. uh, you know, this, this good things will happen. <laughs> um, what the other thing that I was thinking was, uh, you've got this trip coming up to Florida. It's going to be your longest trip. Um, is there any prep that you're doing? Uh, for this, or is there any any plans? You got any friends down in Florida that you uh, right. anybody that you're going to hook up with down there? Well, this actually, I mean, it was with with prep for bodybuilding. Um, it was something I just needed something to look forward to. I was like, man, let's. I've, I've been locked up, really disciplined, um, structured eating, all this other stuff. I'm ready to break out, and uh, this literally was just going to be a very simple. Um, you know, I had a credit through Southwest. So I'm like, you know, I'll just look up some airline tickets. So it was literally like a dart on the map. Honestly, I was like, what am I feeling? A beach. Okay. Where's the cheap? I found $250 tickets round trip to Miami beach. Boom. Right there. Middle of the week in April. Um, you know, middle, middle of April, um, come back on Saturday Awesome. All right. So then I threw it out as a beacon to some friends. Hey, you know, if anybody wants to come with, I still have this credit. Um, I can even spot your ticket, whatever, you know, um, but I'm going to go regardless. And um, back in November, I took the soft tail before I got the street glide. Uh, there was one warm day that we had and I went up to Door County and oh yeah yeah and i just stopped at a coffee shop because that's all i could have at the time i was prepping for the, the show and uh, <laughs> i had my chicken and rice strapped on the back of the, the how bike. much yeah how, how many grams of chicken and rice did you have yeah i had three three i had uh two meals so three and a half ounces of chicken in each uh serving go. and then yeah, my, the grams of rice oh man i was getting at least 80 grams per meal <laughs> wow. so yeah i know yeah small details anyways 
stopped at those and how much how, how much broccoli i know chicken and broccoli is like the uh, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's like it's like the uh, there you go i knew i knew it had to be some broccoli in there somewhere mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh yeah nice. broccoli beans whatever you want yeah. so yeah variety you got a variety some days beans some days broccoli but stopped at door county coffee and uh i was like i'm just gonna ride 150 miles for a cup of coffee this sounds like a great day off um Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's 80 degrees. I just put in a vacation day and it was so funny. Like my boss was like, Hey, have fun riding. I was like, did I tell you I was going riding? She's like, Nope. I just figured 80 degrees. And then I see (laughs) (laughs) I'm predictable. I just, I have a structured life. Right. So I go up there and nobody's riding. I was like, where are all the bikes at? It's Wisconsin. But I mean, it was a little chillier up there. I wouldn't say like maybe like 60 mid 60s it was not that cold wait did and, you just say that's chilly because it's 63 here right now and i feel like we're in a freaking middle of winter you yeah, know what i'm saying a little chilly it was 65 and then oh my god i know so well, you're the first surrounded by the wisconsin. okay you're, and you're the first person from wisconsin just so that you know that's ever been on the show that is 65 it's chilly <laughs> everyone's like oh yeah it was like teacher weather I'm like, yeah. Fuck you guys. Honestly, like I could start talking about dew point and humidity and stuff like that because, of course, riding, I've just been glued to weather ever since then. Yeah. But I'm not going to go down that road. What was weird okay. was like I was sitting there, I pulled in to uh, Door County Coffee and I parked the bike and I was like, all right, this is a nice day. And I'm looking around and I was like, I can't, it's dead. It's Thursday. I'm like, where is everybody? And all of a sudden, this motorcycle pulls up. It's a V rod. Nobody rides V rods. I was like, wow. Oh no. Stuck out and a girl gets off. I was like, what? About my age. And I'm like, nobody's riding, but this girl's out on a V rod. Yeah. So and it's got flames on it and stuff. And I was like, okay, this is this is funny. And she nods her head, right? Because obviously I stick out, she sticks out. Okay. Yeah. So we'll go inside and of course I'm gonna like casually we're ordering coffee at the same time, casually mention to her, like, hey, you know, how long have you had that V rod? And you know, just started talking. Well, then we started going through bucket list items and it matched. And uh, you've seen the movie Step Brothers, right? Oh, of course. Yeah. It was like a scene out of Step Brothers. Like, did we just become best friends? Like we, everything, right. you know, like what's your favorite magazine to, to jerk off to? Remember that scene, you know, where they were going through like, hey, let's go do karate in the garage. Like that was literally <laughs> us talking at the end of this, the, 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 what do you call it? The bar or whatever, this coffee shop. Yeah, yeah. So what what turned out to be your guys' favorite movie to jerk off to? I was there because it's November, right. right? So I'm looking right. around. I'm like, huh, maybe I should get like – and this is an internal thought, right? I'm looking around at stuff. I was like, maybe I should get some uh, Christmas gifts while I'm here. And then she literally came up behind me. She's like, hmm, I'm wondering if I should pick up some Christmas gifts. Shut up. Yeah, oh, my God. That stuff was oh going on. God. And I turned and looked at her. I was like, Shut stop it. This is weird. So then we're obviously having a powwow. We're having moments, right? Where I was like, this is cool. She's uh, like, was she from Wisconsin too? Yeah. So she lives right oh, there man. up in Door County. And, she uh, understood yeah, anything with SCO that you could possibly throw out. It's like, a, you know, she, she was, she would understand the opes and all that funny stuff. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Her name was Brooke. Dang. So Brooke and I, we go out to our bikes and uh, we're just kind of chit-chatting. And, um, you know, ultimately she's like, well, I was thinking of riding around a bit. You want to, I yeah, let's, let's do it. So we ended up riding the entire perimeter of Door County together and we would just stop and take pictures and you know, that, Oh, so where do you work? You know, and we got to know each other along the ride. 
And uh, ever since then, we've been pen pals. And uh, oh, sick! Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. She's what if she's great? What if she worked at MKE Injury and? yeah, I know, right? Like she's she's great. I, I just that is so crazy. Yeah, she she Damn. she's still up there. And um, the irony was is that um, this Key West trip, you know, because I was thinking, hey, when I get down to Miami, I'll rent a motorcycle. Um, I've used share ride right, share, right, right, rider share, yeah. rider share. That that was a great experience. I used it in Las Vegas when I did my Valley of Fire trip, and that was that was awesome. Ooh, that's another great place. Yes. Yeah. Oh man. And the windy roads and Lake Mead, that was wonderful. And, uh, yeah, yeah. So I told her, I said, Hey, um, you know, I'm, I'm going down, I'm thinking of renting and just going from Miami beach to Key West. It's a bucket list thing. And she's like, I'm down. So she's flying down there. Um, uh, so we're going to do, day. yeah, we're just going to do a trip. And then it's literally because I've been pl- planning this trip. Now I haven't canceled the tickets yet. So I'm still flying there, but I'm walking through my garage with this brand new bike. I'm like, what am I doing? So it heads, this is how it's evolved into now I am planning a 21 hour trip. So I've had to call down ahead of time because my odometer is going to be a certain reading. So I need to get maintenance done at certain times. So that that's basically the planning phase right now is, is so there's a guy named diesel down in uh, Miami. That's going to help me with my thousand mile maintenance. (laughs) Is his name Vin Diesel by chance? (laughs) This is diesel. I was like, of course you are. (laughs) Yeah. My Miami name. That's rad. Yeah. Yeah. Do you you live your life a quarter mile at a time? (laughs) Right. 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 Uh, Dude, that's awesome. Man, what, Dude, that never happens either. And you know, I just saw this meme. I think I like shared it to our Instagram page. Uh, there's this meme of like, you see somebody with the same car and like your wife's like, and so you or no, or your friend, whoever it is like, oh, and you just started talking and now you're friends because you have the same, you know, car or interests. And you're like, yeah, that's just how it is with motorcycles and cars. It's so, Dude. that is, that never freaking happens. But to, to happen to that extent too, like that's awesome. And now it sounds like you've got, yeah. you know, a, a moto friend that's willing to do some crazy shit with you. That's yeah, she's amazing. down. She's down to she's down to clown. So I'm like, all right, let's let's see how Dang. far we can take this. And honestly, I'm I'm going to be straight. It's very much like when people look at the package, right? They think I've 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 gotten this too. People that kind of my my first impressions, right? Like they see the 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 meat the muscle the the light up green yeah. whatever you want to call it right yeah. and they yeah, think you're a little bit green you're yeah like super musty yeah no I'm a dirty biker at heart for sure like the wanderlust <laughs> is there so it's not yeah. you know it's just it, it, it's it, everybody's a little bit different and uh, I do the motorcycle community will always be my cup fillers they are people yeah. that just add to my quality of life but it's really cool every single one right and especially the ones that ride for real I'm not talking about the ones that just like to pull on their bikes and put three miles on a year. I'm talking the ones that ride. They have a mindset that are all very similar. They are down to explore. They are down to meet new people. They are extrovert. Well, not, not all of them are extroverts. I shouldn't say that, but I mean, like they're just, they, they're open to different cultures and they want to learn. And it's, it's, it's the, the motorcycle, that, that traveling motorcycle community, that's definitely like they're not all the same. They're very much, but you can gravitate to them. You know that they're going to be good peeps. Yeah. So if you were, if, if I was a space alien and I was coming down to earth and I heard you just describe that, like what, 
what slice of humanity, you know, or what, you know, describe something to me. And you, and you said that I would immediately look at your green skin, be very like trusting of you and then think, dude, motorcycling, motor, whatever this motorcyclist that she described is, that's the community. That's, that's who we got to talk to here on this, you know, forlorn planet. Yeah. Like that's an amazing description of the motorcycling community. And that's awesome that you've, you've, found that and like touched base with that that side of it yeah it's like they have to find them they, they, they their sense of solace is getting lost and it's, it's yeah you know just like going to other cultures or being outside in general you know it's it's very oh, much yeah. a like that's 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 therapy you know people like yeah. to go hiking and there's different forms right but this is this is like the ultimate form of wanderlust, and I always used to be a big traveler, and I love to get in the car and go somewhere and try something new and eat some different food or whatever. But when you do it on a bike, it's almost like you kind of earn those miles. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of like it's it's more kind of adversity in the travel versus like if you're just sitting in a in a car listening to the radio. It's a it's a different different yeah. feeling for sure. I don't know what solace means, but that sounds awesome. I think it's a word. <laughs> Yeah, we made it. If it's not, if it's not, I'll add it to my when I'm adding uh, my Wikipedia entry from from earlier. Yeah, what was the other um, one? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I have to listen back to the show because I just made it up on the fly. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, we we asked you all the dumb questions on the last show too. Um, so I don't really, I don't really want to ask you more dumb questions. I love dumb man, questions. I know you do. And the I, best. If I, yeah. Well. Um, what here here's a here's a good question. I think it's good. Maybe it is dumb. Yeah. Um if you could compare bodybuilding to motorcycling, would you what would you say the comparisons are and what would you say the uh you know the 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 contrasts are, the things that definitely get you um the, the things that you definitely find that like draw you to either one because they're not part of the other. You know what I'm saying? I, I heard you mention cup fillers earlier and that's a, I've never heard that expression before you said that. That was a pretty amazing um, way to describe someone. Yeah. It's really, or just even anything in general, you want to gravitate to things in life that fill your cup because right. you're going to have things that want to take out of your cup, right? right. That drain your cup. You're going to meet people that are you, you feel kind of more tired after talking to them kind of thing. But then there's other people where if you invest time and you think, hey, this might be, a, you know, my energy. If you put your energy into it, you come out of it feeling more energetic. Yeah. You know, those are cup fillers, um, you know, and that could be a hobby. That could be a person. That could be a personality. That could be a relationship. That could be anything. So I like to just say you compare it as like a, it's, it's like a cup. Yeah, you know, is this a cup drainer or a cup filler? And uh, yeah, yeah. Honestly, um, bodybuilding has been a cup filler for me, um, and at times it can be a drainer. But it's almost like that part of the drain is what trains. It, it's all a mental game, and in order for your mind to be strong, you definitely need to challenge it. And and it's the same thing with riding long distance. Like it is a challenge. Okay. And you need to mold the mind to be able to do that. And it's not like yeah. I'm doing a 20-hour trip. Yes, for the first time, it's very intimidating. But it's also, hey, mentally, like I, there's no point in getting worked up over the unknown. Um, that you know you can do this and um, you just need to go through with it. You need to challenge yourself. Because uh, now I'm going to finish a 20-hour trip and I'll be like, well, what was I so worried about, right? It's, it's yeah. more of like yeah. we're punishing ourselves with the imagination of, the what ifs, right? When in reality, we just need to live. And 
Yes. Yeah. Like the comparison between bodybuilding and, and motorcycling, it, that mental game is there. Um, gotcha. hundred percent. I, I love that. I love a mental game because that's, that gives you a little spice in life. But, um, the difference I would have to say physicality, like you're going from sitting and just taking on stress, right. Versus like dynamic stress of just moving around in a Gym. Yeah, I like to call it the hamster cage. We're just all the hamster cage. The hamster cage, yeah, just running around a wheel, running on a spin wheel, <laughs> and you know, kind of going through the tunnels and stuff like that, like yeah, you know, yeah. squat racks every day. So, I mean, it, it is a cup filler, right? But some days it's like, man, this is a drainer. Like it's just, you know, yeah. like people look to you for motivation or how do you do this? How do you do that? And it, that can be a cup drainer, you know. Like I'm, I, I pay somebody to train me. You know, this is yeah. my you know, checkout time. So, um, yeah. you know, it's very, yeah, there's, there's differences to it. It's it, the complexities in, in the way that it is. It's just, I don't know. I, I, yeah. Which one would you say is worse for your body? <laughs> worse for your body. In what way though? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, you could be eating like the biggest garbage on the road and that and can that's be true. terrible there for you your go. body. Um, honestly, bodybuilding is really not bad. It's, it's a really healthy bland, like it's a bland diet. I think it's really, really good for you. Everybody thinks wear and tear on the joints. That's not true. I mean, your body is resilient. You know, I think mostly maybe when you get down the last week or two and you're trying to dehydrate and do maybe two hours on the stair climber. Yeah. But we need to give our bodies more credit. So definitely probably the motorcycling. I, I probably because of the, the crap that we can eat on the road. There yeah. you go. Yeah, you know what? Right. I there there's a fine line between wrecking your body and wrecking your body. You know what I'm saying? Right. On, on bodybuilding, you 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 build it up. Well, you tear it down. Actually, you're tearing it down when you're exercising, and then when it's recovering is when it's building up, right? Yep. And uh, and on a bike, yeah, you're just constantly you're tearing it down, but emotionally you're building, you know, you yeah. having having to build up. What you said too reminds me of something that Richard Warsham from Janice on our last episode mentioned, which is um like you mentioned, like, yeah, you just got to get out there and do it. You know, what's what was the fear about? And you just really putting yourself in the situation uh mentally. Half of the adventure that people, the half of the visceral feeling, I don't think that's a real word either. I think I just made that up too. Half of the feeling about motorcycling is the um, adventure of it. You know what I'm saying? And it's and it's not necessarily the knowing that you're going to get there in one piece. It's hoping that you get there in one piece and having this crazy adventure along the way. And I think that your what your trip is going to prove in um, – down to Florida is that, yeah, you, once you get there and you reap the benefits and you get home, you're going to have this great story to tell, but the whole way down and the whole way back, it's going to be a, what happens next? Cause you can't know the future. I mean, you are like part Marvel hero, so maybe you do <laughs> know the future. So, <laughs> and so. I mean, the, it, the application and, and this is just actually, you had mentioned this and, and the way that this melts together, it's, it's amazing. So like not having a show this year, everybody thought, I'm so sorry for your loss. Like it, like it was almost a failure. It's not. Your body yeah. leans out a little bit better each time, and it's yeah. not like the. It's not with with biking and with bodybuilding. It's all about the journey and not the destination. Hands yeah. down, both sides. Yeah. Like that, the alignment is uncanny with both of them. Yeah. So it's so easy to get wrapped up in where you need to go. But in reality, it's the, it's the journey itself. Because yeah. if I'm looking to that pro card 
that's going to come. The stage is always going to be there, but the body yeah. I'm building at this time right now is what the value is and the lessons learned and pushing through adversity. It's the same thing when you're out on the road, right? Like, you know, you're, oh, I got to get to Key West or I got this next leg or whatever. Nah, just enjoy the wind, turn the music on yeah. and go, you know, like, and even oh, yeah. on the way down, I'm like, man, maybe I'll stop at the dragon again, you know, get, get, get through a couple of those, uh, get through a couple of those turns and then come back out onto the the highway and just keep beating it. Like, it's not, yeah. it's about the, it's, it's about the journey itself and then the people you meet along the way and you have the, the, the waffle houses you get to stop at and have some pancakes or whatever, <laughs> you know, pancakes. You know, and you get to, <laughs> yeah, to eat a bunch of processed meat, whatever it is, but yeah. whatever floats your boat, but at least you're getting out there doing it. And, um, yeah, I mean that, that's an awesome, that's an awesome way to kind of wrap that whole thing up in a nutshell for really? as far as, um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's pretty an amazing analogy. You did, you did a better job. I, I was, thought I was throwing you under the bus there, but like a true Marvel <laughs> hero, you, uh, you took that one head on and, and, uh, yeah, made sense of it. That is awesome. Um, and I don't know, we'll, we'll keep an eye on you. If, if you're, if you live in Florida or on the way, just be prepared. You got, you know, She-Hulk coming down and nobody's been turned off by the fact that you're slightly greenish this whole time. So, I mean, I think that that'll probably be a benefit. Um, uh, eating at Waffle House makes me more green. We don't actually have them here. I'm lying, but uh, we do have Roscoe's chicken and waffles. Oh, and eating I have there, not turn- tried that. Hmm. Is that is that comparable to a Waffle House? I don't know. Sure, I'm just gonna say sure. <laughs> I've never eaten at, sure, at either one, so I'm just gonna guess yes. Uh, but yeah, so I um, that sounds epic. I mean, yeah, whatever your journey is, whether it's in the gym or on the highway. Uh, yeah, I mean, it sounds amazing. You just you sound like it's just the, the stuff that you've experienced so far in your life could fill. I mean, I'm 136, and I feel like you have filled three of my lifetimes. So, um, <laughs> yes. uh, yeah. Does that make sense? Am I? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's that's been the goal. It's been the goal. There, there, yeah. there's, there's, there's been some stuff that went down, and I, I mean, it's literally, I. Uh, I had a, uh, you know, not to, not to get too serious or anything, but it was just, you know, I wasn't, yeah, don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Don't, don't get serious. But I mean, like it just, um, you know, it's one of those realizations that, you know, because my life is encompassing injury and like my career was encompassing injury and prevention and all this other stuff. And, you know, and then of course I get into this and, you know, it's healthy and, you know, preventative and all this other stuff. And then one day my brother who is 10 years older than me, he just lays down and passes away. And You're what happened? Me. I'm not kidding you. He, had enough, he finally had enough of your shit. Basically. Yes. He was like, that's it. <laughs> Andrea, I'm gone. I'm gone. But like, it, it was one of those things that in the autopsy, right? Like they just, they, what mm. they did was they said it's called the uh, Widowmaker. And it's, it's something that you can't detect. The heart just gave out. So you can do everything under the sun to prevent the inevitable, but it is the inevitable. So what are you doing now in this life? Right. And that's the memento mori concept. Yeah. Look at your life now and see what can you do? Are you cashing in your ticket every day? Even if it's just like, think about Starbucks. Does that make you happy? Just go get it. Go do that thing that yeah. makes you happy. Like it's just yeah. that's all you got to do. And it's like it that taking those in little bites. It's I, I feel like my quality of life has gotten so much better because of that. Like you yeah. know, get the bike, go on the trip. That's where the trip idea came from. It, it's evolved. It was literally I could have just kicked back and been like, I'm just going to get on a plane and go and enjoy this little. 150 mile jaunt on a rented motorcycle. I had the soft tail slim picked out 
everything. And it's like, no, that's not, it's the journey, right? Like you gotta, you got this brand new bike in your garage. You got to take it, you know? So yeah, yeah cashing it in, cashing that ticket. Yeah. Every day. That was well said. I'm actually writing down the time so I can try and remember this for a sound clip. That was an amazing, <laughs> that's, I, I know it's, it's good. It's amazing. And, um, yeah, you've, you've, you've wasted a perfectly good hour motivating us and everything you say. I mean, you're, it's so funny to think that you're, you know, you're a, you're a bodybuilder. You're this professional that has all these degrees from different places. You're, you're, a, you know, a mechanical, you're basically a body mechanic. You, you know, you work on people's bodies and get them repaired like a, like a mechanic does at a shop, but you're, you have all this gold, you know, you have all this thunder coming out of you. Um, you're, you're, it's pretty amazing talking to you every time. I'm so, so happy to get to sit down and then to hear all this amazing stuff that happens. Like Andy said, get the hell out there. Go, go do the thing yeah. or else you're never going to, you're never going to get any of this stuff, right? You like underwater um, basket weaving? Go underwater basket weaving. Like, you know, yeah. like, just do your thing, you know? Yeah. Those are going for really high on Etsy because nobody does that shit anymore. <laughs> you know what I'm so do it. <laughs> I, love, I love seeing that. I love seeing people that are passionate about it. The, even my buddy, the one that went down to Arizona, he went off. He's an electrician. He went off about circuit breakers because we were looking at for like maybe like an hour, two hours or whatever. Um, yeah. That stuff lights me up. It really, I love seeing yeah. somebody that has a passion for something. Like just go, that's your cup fillers, right? Find those cup fillers yeah. and you just do them and yeah, that's, that's, that's honestly, that's the moving the life, man. I, I just gave it away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You did. Happiness, right? You gotta find it. You gotta find your cup fillers, man. Yeah. I think you should make a movie called, um, finding happiness. Is there yeah. a movie called finding happiness? There could oh, be. there's a movie called uh, the moving of life, but I'll, I'll remake that one. <laughs> yeah. <they're, laughs> let's take every, yeah. Let's take every movie. Let's buy the rights to the names and just remake them. And it's all, it's all you saying the same exactly. thing, but we'll just rebrand a bunch of times. Um, I Andy, thank you so much for, for wasting a perfectly good hour with us. Um, I know that you are now that you're off the, uh, you're off the grind. You're not going to dump, jump off the deep end into the, uh, the vat vat of cheese and beer that probably is within five mile drive of your house. But I know that just uh, tonight, got, just tonight, just tonight, just tonight, um, just tonight. <laughs> Yeah. I hope you have a good time with the girls tonight yeah. and uh, you, you deserve every minute of it. And Thanks, I'm not a hundred percent sure how much, uh, time we have left, but I did want to ask you one thing. This is something I didn't delve into last time. I don't want, I don't want this, you know, to take up another 90 minutes, but really quick, what did you do before you got into bodybuilding? And it sounds like possibly before you got into full-time motorcycling, what, what was your, what was your life like before that? It was just college. That's it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it was ultimately like my, um, my brain was just so gravitated. I was very career oriented, like right out the gates of high school. So college was about a good six years of my life, seven years of my life. And then, um, yeah, it was, I maybe my brother, um, he, when he came back from Afghanistan, of course, you know, he's military, he gets a motorcycle and, um, I, I had just, I needed a second vehicle for a job that I had just gotten. And, uh, he was like, Hey, get a motorcycle. I bet you, you'd, you'd love it. He kind of talked me into it. Um, I found that iron, it was sitting in the corner. It was marked down and all history yeah. from there. I mean, it just evolved. So, um, the bodybuilding started right before the motorcycling and it just kind of all aligned. Just, it really Dang. just fit in the life really well, but 
man. I, yeah, it was just college. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, that's college. boring. I'll, yeah, I'll edit that out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was me paying a, yeah, that's paying, a ton of, paying a ton of money to people. But, you right. know, college is fun. And now yeah. you're green and you stick to magnetic things. And <laughs> so, I mean, it's come full circle. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a goofy, it's a goofy lifestyle. Having to explain it to other, I, I literally, and it's, I'm not expecting my significant other to have like our same, you know, I mean, hobbies, it's mostly a, Hey, I'm a little goofy. This is the things that make me happy. And, uh, hopefully yeah. you can just kind of understand it. Cause yeah, it's, it's, you know, I've, I've got a couple of people, there's a couple of friends at the gym. They're starting to get on bikes and stuff too. So, nice. um, but yeah, I don't know. They kind of bebop around town. Hopefully I can find somebody to go, go long distance riding, but until Do then, you know, Hey, yeah. I got that, that meaty bike that she'll protect me from anything. Huh? Hell yeah. yeah. I know. And that sounds, sound, the STs are pretty sick packages. I was pretty <laughs> She's nasty. <laughs> I love her to that. Yeah, uh, you've done a goodie. Yeah. Well, hey, you've, you've wasted a perfectly good hour with us and uh, a little over. And I, I want to thank you so much for all the inspiration and, and uh, insight and coming on again. Happy anniversary again. And uh, yeah, this is, has been an amazing chat. I love, you know, even if I don't have anything going on today or any other fat hooligan around here to chat with, at least I can talk with some interesting people in the <laughs> great state of Wisconsin. So thank you so much for spending an hour with us. Let me know when the book comes out. <laughs> yeah, I know. You, you, you're like the third person. I, I I don't even know if I have the attention span for it. <laughs> I'm gonna be all right. <laughs> Can't write a book. It's called a ghost, you're still a ghost writer. You just play this episode for them and they take the bits and pieces. As a matter of fact, put this on your dating profile too. Just say, hey, here's an hour of me. Listen here. If if this matches up to what you're looking for, hit right. me up. You know. Right. So. <laughs> no, hey, Jensen, I appreciate your time. I really do. It's always fun to chat yeah. with you, man. Yeah, likewise. Thank you so yeah. much. And uh, hopefully the snow melts and you're out there on the road uh, sooner than, you know, your trip to Key West. Yes, sir. All righty. Take it easy and I'll talk to you next time. Thanks, you too. Uh, there I am. Thank you, Tobor. I was looking around like a stunned idiot. I was dazzled. I was dazzled. Thank you, everybody, for hanging out and listening to me and Andy banter and talk about all the fantabulous stuff that she's been up to up there in Milwaukee, land of the good water. I don't know what that really means. Anyways, uh, hey, send in your California ride stories, you yahoos, creativewritingpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you always and forever to our Patreons. If you want to uh, check it out, what's, what's available on Patreon, head over to patreon.com forward slash creative writing. And uh, patrons, it is 2023. I've been working on some new sticker ideas. Sorry, that I had to reach around and look at it and make sure I really was. <laughs> hey, I've been working on this new idea. Looks up on the internet real quick. Have I been like, working on this idea? Yeah, I got some new stickers in the works. Let me put that back up there. Uh, and uh, yeah, help me think of some fun new stuff that we can do for this year. I'll be announcing Solstice Slam dates pretty soon. And other than that, up your boat with the coconut. Bye, Tobor. All right, Tober, we got to head inside. I just heard a coyote outside right now, so we better get your guns on. I got my field initiative. Let's get in the house before we get our asses bit by some mangy neighborhood scrappy coyote.